you're all ready for this This shit only happens once a fucking decade Get your wieners out and put them in my mouth Cause we're going down south It's time for the slammies I said the slammies It's time for the motherfucking slammies I said the slammies I said the slammies Binge my slammies I'm gonna watch them all fall Slammies 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 Motherfucking slammies 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 It is time for the slammies 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 Get my motherfucking slammy. The fiend should slammy. win a slammy. Slammy. It is time for the slammies. The fiend should win a slammy. He's been here a long time. The fiend should win a slammy. Cause he took over our minds. Let me tell you about it. The fiend is in here. 2020. He's gonna win a slammy. The fiend better win a slammy. Oh yeah, where's Tyler at? said it best, The Fiend will win a Slammy, and I think a man that wins women titles qualifies for that descriptor. Bleedies, the day is here. The Slammies have arrived. How many are you going to win? This sounds, uh, well, this sounds like my year. I know that it's 2020 and everyone, it's nobody's year. I watched an awesome WWE commercial where 2021 beat up 2020, but uh, who's getting the Slammies? I think I'm bringing home the big ones, my friend. The following category is Wrestler of the Year. The nominees are Adam Page, Ray Wyatt, Drew McIntyre, Kenny Omega, MJF, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and other. Ladies, the voting is still live on HaveGrit.club. I'm not going to see the results till I vote. I waited. 
I waited until this day to vote live. Bleedies, did you get your votes in? Remember how they count. My vote is one whole vote. Your vote is just one vote. The chat's vote is just one vote. The winner of the poll that we're about to see, uh, Bleedies. And then, let's say... I pick Adam Page. Let's just pretend. And then you pick Kenny Omega. We're really pretending. And then the chat picks Ernest Miller. They write him in, right? So then if we all pick something else, the second place chat poll uh, person or or nominee, that becomes three-fifths of a vote, Bleedies. And that three-fifths of a vote could be the decider if we all disagree. So, yeah, there's a lot of tiebreakers that go into this. This isn't your typical, like, staged award show, like – Remember that one year Alberto Del Rio did not win Superstar of the Year, even though he won the Rumble, Money in the Bank? Like, th- So this is going to be official. We're the elected officials. We're the electoral college. Nothing will get by us. Yeah, Ayako pitched me a three-fifths compromise on Discord, and it just made the most sense. Of course, Ayako subscribed to subscribestar.com slash TWFSfleeties. That's how she's in the subscriber-only sections of the Discord to watch our companions for every WWE, AEW, and Talk and Shop and Mania pay-per-view. Fleeties Wrestler of the Year, look at it. Adam Page is there. Bray Wyatt is there. Drew McIntyre. We heard all the names. But when you look at all the accomplishments on one list how do you pick one is the best i'm gonna pick other just because roman reigns is so great and kenny omega is okay and i love mjf others just i don't know who that is yet so if i pick him ladies it feels writer you know for us it's tough because we i go through phases of who my favorite is like clearly my favorite wrestler of all time is probably randy orton but then you look at the year that somebody like hangman page had coming in like a virtual unknown and then just being i have a i have a hangman page shirt now so he he definitely had a great year. Drew McIntyre's been the champion all year. So this is the one that every name you can make a case for. Uh, I'm gonna throw this out there. MJF, no way. But all the other names, I can Wait, make. So a, you're gonna a, try to tell me MJF fell off this year because Bleedies going into this year. Remember AEW? Oh my God, dude. They were whipping people at the beginning of the year, MJF specifically. I mean, MJF's nominated for many Slammies this year, yet you act like he sucked or maybe just... Do you think he's Sammy Guevara? Vladi, Sammy Guevara is the rapist, not MJF. Sammy Guevara is the member of Inner Circle we hate, not MJF. Or is MJF the member of Inner Circle you hate? I think there was just a little bit of a fall-off. You're right, where we had these high expectations for MJF. Like, he's clearly the greatest talker. He's the greatest heel. And he had his big moment this year with Moxley. And I couldn't have slept through a wrestling match quicker. Like, I, I don't remember it. It was a very unmemorable match. And it just, that was like, I, I, I was not even saying, like, can we just get to Moxley versus MJF already? And it happened. It came and went. And it was very forgettable for me. So he did some amazing things this year. But I still think if I was trying to show somebody an entire year's work of wrestling, MJFs would not impress anybody. Leave it to Vleeties to uh, bury a nominee. Vleeties, I nominated MJF. I love him. Now, all right, so let's exclude him then because he's not the fiend. I mean, that's right off the bat. So how many of these, these guys aren't the fiend? Maybe that's how I pick my wrestler of the year. Only one guy got lit on fire. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> shit? That was two days. How many days ago? That was for, I, I couldn't stop talking about it. Monday, Sunday, and I'm pretty sure Brian Alvarez hated it. He doesn't even like wrestling. He's just friends with Dave Meltzer, so he has to. Ladies, I'm telling you, Bray Wyatt has to be wrestler of the year. I mean, I know. Adam Page switched to pants, and that was a big moment for you. You loved when he was tag champs all year, but that was a waste of our cowboy. We, when he came out on a horse in that match last year, that's when we realized this guy might not suck. But that was last year when we thought he might suck. And then this year, BTE, 
The tag champs count. Now I'm selling myself on him. The tag champs count, Felides. He won those. He was the tag team champions. Kenny Omega was a tag along. But do kayfabe losses make you lose slammies, Felides? Because Kenny Omega beat him. And I'm, Kenny Omega ain't my wrestler of the year, but because he beat Adam Page, maybe Adam Page isn't either. And, you know, sometimes a kayfabe loss actually helps. You know, we, we've talked about that before where, you know, when somebody puts somebody over, it's almost exciting. Like Hogan losing a warrior was a big deal for Hogan as well. But uh, that loss to Kenny Omega did kind of knock Hangman out of the – I was the first guy to get a – I mean, he was in the first ever AEW World Championship match. It was him and Jericho. So it really did feel like once Omega won that match, it clearly – they almost tried to Marty – like a one-night Marty Jannetty for Adam Page, and Kenny's the Shawn Michaels. All this time talking, Bleedies, and we didn't bring up the WWE Slammy winner for wrestler, which is what we say, of the year, Drew McIntyre. Bleedies, is he not on your radar? Did you miss the bump when he talked to Heath Slater and told him he got, he's going to get fired, get swollen, come back? But then he just got fired, never got swollen, never came back. That's wrestler of the year shit. When you're shooting on your best friend on the bump, remember when Heath <laughs> Slater wanted to... We needed money, and Drew was going to give it to him, but instead he threw it on the ground and kicked his ass. That might have been last year. Drew McIntyre's the retro wrestler of last year, but this year, Vladis, come on. He even dragged down Randy Orton, your favorite. Why didn't we bring him up yet? You're a favorite. I guess this will be our transition to the Orton possibility. You picked him, didn't you? That's why I didn't bring him up. Well, Drew McIntyre ruined him for me, and uh, even though Randy Orton was marvelous, right next to him was Drew McIntyre clutching the side of a cage with little footsie spots for his feet, and he said, I'm going to be Shawn Michaels. Wee! He said wee, and they just turned up the fake crowd, Bleedy, so we couldn't hear the real Wee! He did it. He thought he was HBK. Shawn Michaels doesn't say wee. My headphones fell off. I'm so pissed off. Sorry, please. Everyone <laughs> thinks they're Shawn Michaels. I've been dealing with it the, my entire wrestling life. There's only one Shawn Michaels, and why isn't he nominated? No, there's only one Shawn Michaels, and his name is Bobby Roode. But no, you're so right. It's like <laughs> Drew McIntyre definitely had... He had the year, like the Alberto Del Rio year I was talking about. He won the Royal Rumble. He won the title at WrestleMania, constantly successfully defending this championship, just defended it again at TLC. But as far as a wrestling fan, he wasn't the greatest part of the show the entire year. Like, I think we can all agree, like, with, with Raw, when The Fiend got to Raw, we were all expecting The Fiend to be the main storyline, the main attraction. And for some reason, they're, they're keeping... Maybe that's the WrestleMania match. That's why they're keeping Drew away from The Fiend for now. But it really is... Like, that's what we wanted out of Drew this year. And even when he lost the belt, he only lost it for, like, three weeks. Like, there could have been some adversity for him that made us have more sympathy for him. But other than that, he's just one, two, three Claymore. And he's also he also was the first one to get his hands on 2020 in that commercial. Looking at our final names we haven't discussed, I fear about Roman Reigns. Because, Vleeties, while we don't want an anti-recency bias, Vleeties, which is when something's so recent it can't win, we also don't want a recency bias, which is how the anti-recency bias started. We didn't want a recency one first. So we still don't want that. But, Vleeties, what is a recency bias when the greatest wrestler of all time is right in front of us? We're going to just call that a recency bias? Roman Reigns, was he this good the whole time? Why didn't they tell us? He went from, and maybe you're going to call him most improved, but I don't know about that either. I'll fight against that. He has a case for Wrestler of the Year, Vleeties, just based on four months. It's been that long. A quarter of the year he's been a Heyman guy. Late August it was. And he won that. He showed up and what, what, he wrecked everyone and laughed. And he showed up and won. And he had two awesome shirts, Vleeties. 
He could be in the uh, cult if he wants. I feel like Roman Reigns is up there. Where, what holds him back, though? I feel like there's something. Is it just the Fiend again that holds them all back that aren't Bray Wyatt? You know what? What might be what holds Roman back for me is the first or the previous five years. You know, it really was. We kind of went through his John Cena phase, and it really soured us on Roman Reigns to where even in the beginning of a year, it's not like we were super excited were, were any of us really jonesing for him versus Goldberg? Like, we all kind of knew that was the obligatory match that was going to oh, happen. Oh, please, don't bring that up. That's not fair. They had to cut off WrestleMania right after the pinfall just so the riot wasn't televised. No, we didn't want Roman Reigns to win that, but that was years ago, Bleedies. This is a whole new guy. Jey Uso? Jey Uso was in face paint then dancing. Now he's main event Jay. We can't judge people based on Brock's <laughs> shortcomings. This is a, by the way, why wasn't Brock nominated for wrestler of the decade? I'm going to deal with you when we get to that next. But right now we're dealing with the year. Fleeties, I have to remind you that we're dealing with the year, not with WrestleMania 20 or whenever Roman fought Brock. Yeah, no, this is this is just this is just 2020. And when I looked at the beginning of the year, yeah, none of us could stand Roman. Then COVID hit, and he was the in my opinion, he was the loudest one of like, I'm not going to work, compromised immune system. And we all just kind of wrote him off. And like I remember there was a few weeks where you and I were saying, How great is wrestling without Roman Reigns? Like we had we had brainwashed ourselves, like, no, this show doesn't need him. And then when he showed up in yeah, like you said, in August, he he changed the game entirely. And yeah, I got to give him credit for he's the best wrestler for the second half of 2020. But as far as the entire year goes, that first half of the year, I'm going to give him an F+. What a great point, Bleedies. I forgot about COVID. That was this year. And then, yeah, Roman Reigns left for it. And then he got <laughs> Benoit for a while. And, yeah, life was better. And when we hated Roman before that, I loved The Fiend. When I hated Drew McIntyre after that, I loved The Fiend. Throughout this whole year, the one thing I could latch on to was my little doll. Look at my little, he fell out of his pouch. Look at my little doll, ladies. This is my fiend doll. He has clown pants just like the real fiend, but he has a clown vest as well. I don't know how the clown vest got left on the art floor. They just drew it and then made a doll out of it. It should have been on the character, just like Seamus needs to wear that awesome fedora and that badass wrist tape all the time. Ladies, and the overcoat. Now, fiend right here, this looks like Wrestler of the Year. He even has vampire fangs on the doll. I don't know if that's really affecting my vote, but it might be too much. I've been tainted, ladies. I bought a Fiend doll. But the Fiend has Alexa. He made her great. She's going to win Manager of the Year. Spoiler. That's coming up later. <laughs> so can we just start giving them all their slammies now? Well, and I, and I know you're a big Fiend guy. I'm not. I know that it, some people are confused when I say that. Like, I hate to be this guy to start the slammies. He doesn't like MJF or the Fiend. Because, you know, I'm a Randy Orton guy. I like real names. I like night vision goggles. So when, when I think of my wrestler of the year, I mean, clearly I'm leaning Randy Orton. However, I'm mad at Randy, and I'm mad at uh, whoever's in charge of creative, for having him lose so frequently because it really did tarnish him. And then he gets a big win over The Fiend. And it's like, wait, what happened? Why, what are we doing? So I don't, like, the booking of Randy almost eliminates him. But I do want to give a nod to The Fiend for being the most interesting character of the year. Someone who, when he is on, I want to check it out. We already did yeah. that, Bleedies. I nominated him. I gave him your nod. You're just being condescending. You're patronizing <laughs> the Fiend, okay? The f Look at my mask, Bleedies. I don't even believe in COVID, and I bought a Fiend mask. COVID isn't even real, and I have two of these. One for each bathroom door, Bleedies. I like to put that, <laughs> hang it there. It makes me chuckle on the way to the bathroom. I hate leaving the room because all my fun's in here. When I got to go pee, it's nice to have a little fun on the way. Ladies, Fiend is Wrestler of the Year. I am going to vote for it. What is your official vote? My official vote 
is going to be Randy Orton. It's just going to be. I'm not super happy with his entire year because he did lose a little bit, but he did get that belt. When COVID hit, he was he was the, the anti-Roman Reigns. He was the guy on TV cutting promos, and people were going, is Randy always like this? And in my head, I was like, no, he doesn't care most of the time, but he cared this year, and I thought he handled the job very well. I think he was a little bit – I think he was disrespected by not being given the uh, the championship for a longer reign. But when I think of Bray Wyatt, I think of that damn bell having a ring, and I think of him and uh, him and Braun Strowman having title matches at SummerSlam. Vleeties, this graph is confusing me. I'm going to bring up the official numbers, Vleeties. I have those. By the way, we had over 1,400 votes, baby. 14. Now, don't do the math. Once you divide it by the number of categories, plus it just equates to how many people are here alive. We had 1,400 votes, bitch. And I got to count them, ladies. Give me a second. This might take a while, you know? Yeah, I'll do some improv while you're while you're doing that. So, uh, so I was at the grocery <laughs> store, and uh, I, I wanted to get some baking goods. Yeah, so I needed some baking goods, so I got my flour. Did you get any Kevin orange dye? <laughs> Please tell me you're done counting. I can't do this much longer. Uh, all right, I found the view submissions button, ladies. I'm, um, I'm halfway there. Now, what happened at the grocery? Okay, I found it. Oh, my God, ladies. I brought up wrestler of the decade. I'm such an idiot. And uh, you won't believe who won this one. I'm going to, now that I know the results on that, my vote changed. I'm going to really manipulate the results as, as much as I can, Bleedies. But when we look at Wrestler of the Year, do we have to look? I mean, I know you picked Randy Orton. Would anyone <laughs> else ever do this? As I bring up Wrestler of the Year, I see them all in front of me. Oh, my God, Bleedies. First place, doubling. Oh, actually, not doubling. Doubling MJF. But Roman Reigns was in between. Bray Wyatt, Bleedies, has won the Slammy for Wrestler of the Decade. In your fucking face, Bleedies. And the winner is... He said it, Bleedies. He said it, JT. It's Bray Wyatt. Why do you make happy moments mean and me angry? I should be happy right now. My doll just won. But instead, I'm hearing Matt Hardy's play guitar. Hey, Matt, I'm going to let Jeff Hardy play your theme song. You suck at it. How come Matt, Jeff Hardy doesn't sing Matt Hardy's theme song, Bleedies? And how do you feel about these results? I'm looking at Randy Orton. He only had single-digit amount of votes. Well, no, we had, we had 14,000 votes, so he had a couple hundred. But, no, it's still – no, I agree with you that, yeah, it's – I mean, Bray Wyatt – I mean, everyone loves Bray Wyatt. I, I'm a hipster wrestling fan where – you know, I watched TLC today, and I was like, these are great matches. And then when the Fiends thing started, I was like, why is Randy wearing clothes? Like, what are we doing? Show that, show those abs. I'm a tummy guy. We've talked about this before. So I'm glad that Bray Wyatt gets his, uh, gets his award, Wrestler of the Year. But a lot of people are with me in the chat. Did you use the Dominion voting systems? Like, did you switch one of Randy Orton's votes to become 6,000 of Bray Wyatt's? The following category is Wrestler of the Decade. The nominees are Don't worry, AJ please. Styles, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, John Moxley, and Seth Rollins. Nathan, you don't need to see any votes, buddy. Just trust me. We're all here because we trust me, Vleeties. Now, as we look at these, this we're moving on quick, Vleeties. It's like when there might have been an incompletion, but they called it a catch. We're no huddle. We're right to wrestler of the decade. Bray Wyatt, get the fuck out of here. Wait, come back. You might win this too. I, it, I did some Dominion magic, Vleeties, and I was able to place an other on just my poll. I'm going to vote for something who's not there. But wrestler, actually, hold on. 
Why is Bray Wyatt not here? Bleedies, Bray Wyatt. Well, I, I'll tell you why, I guess. I know. But having we did drafts over this decade, and Bray Wyatt was always my number one, even though he's fat. And that's just how good he was, Bleedies. But looking at wrestler of the decade, it was kind of easy because we just did this video, didn't we? And I'm not going to switch my vote from the... Uh, even though it's a suspended YouTube channel, uh, from the U YouTube channel, ladies. We went over all these names. I think I recall you loving AJ because you're a big mark. You like Japan shit. You, <laughs> you like real fighting instead of wrestling, which is what AJ did in Japan for a while. Uh, see a bunk you've hated and he left in 2013. Why is he there? I don't think he... Why isn't Bray Wyatt in the punk spot? Uh, ladies, Daniel Bryan was the only one who could compete with, for me, with the great Dean Ambrose, who was my pick, John Moxley, as we know him now. Daniel Bryan had possibly match of the decade with John Cena. Sure, two other people possibly had match of the decade with John Cena, but Daniel Bryan's still in elite company. Uh, we were there, SummerSlam 2013. Who could yep. forget the yes movement? Team hell no. This guy was incredible. He was perfect for all audiences. The wrong fan, according to Seth Rollins, and the right fan, according to Seth Rollins. Everyone in the family could love Daniel Bryan, unless you're Vleeties and you need strong big men. Sorry, he's not Diesel. Sorry, he's not Vinny Vegas, Vleeties. No, I, you know, we were at that. My problem with Daniel, and it's not even my problem, it's the injuries, and I felt so bad that he missed two, two to three years of the decade with, with that neck injury. But, I mean, we were at that wrestle or that WrestleMania. We were at that SummerSlam. I could never... We can't take away how electric that whole arena was when he won that match. We can't take away how electric that arena was when Randy Orton cashed in. Uh, but but even the rest of that year, we were always pulling for Daniel Bryan. And when he fight, I mean that WrestleMania 30, 30 ending is incredible. And that's a show the streak ended on that show, and then it ended with confetti and Daniel Bryan, and it was still such a happy event because the you know our guy won. And then yeah, there are other names on here like like CM Punk. You're right, he was only. I think he left in early 2014, but he revolutionized the, he changed the game in 2011 with his pipe bomb promo. And, and now, now that it's called a pipe bomb promo, I think we all hate it, but I mean, you go back and, and watch it. I mean, it was just so, it was a spark. And now I, I hate the guy. I hate the real man, CM Punk, Phil Brooks, but I can't, I can't take away what he did. I want to recount. I'm sorry, buddies. I didn't hear a thing you were babbling about. I'm over here looking <laughs> at this fixed pole. Uh, they picked your pick because I already know your pick because I made the video where you picked it. Just say it, ladies, and break my heart. The wrestler of the decade, AJ Styles. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the results here. I have a pie chart in front of me. There's a lot of AJ on there. He had an amazing year. He left TNA, and everyone was like, "What's he gonna do? Go to NXT? No, I'm gonna go to New Japan and have awesome matches there. Then I'm gonna go to WWE without even dealing with that NXT bullshit." And dude, do you remember when he said the champ is? Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he is the best, Bleedies. He got to be Sting for a while. Who could forget that? Was that last decade or this decade? And why didn't Sting show up and beat him up? Because Darby starts being AJ, who was being Sting, and now D Sting wants to fight him. So I guess it has to be on TNT for Sting to watch it. He doesn't have cable, Bleedies. I love Sting. Why isn't he on Wrestler of the Decade? <laughs> AJ Styles. I do like him, but I feel like his glory years were like, it's, it's like the last two years, maybe. What? Maybe more? He was kind of cringeworthy at the start. I know we respected AJ for what he did the decade before, but when he got that like mop top thing going on and he was dark, that wasn't my AJ. When he brought Parks and Parks and Parks into WWE, that was my AJ, but that was like four months ago. That wasn't even last decade. So maybe wrestler of a generation, you're going to go that far, Bleedies. You're one of these. 
Any one of these people, AJ Styles, yeah. wrestler of the generation, just just give it to him. Give him all the slammies. I mean, I have more AJ Styles shirts than any other wrestler, I think. But but even so, AJ, remember Claire Lynch? Who else could have pulled that off? Nobody. AJ's the wrestler of the decade. John Moxley could have pulled it off. He had to pull ketchup and mustard out and shoot people with it. And it was awesome. Remember when he came out with that cart with food in it? I was starving. I loved that segment. Remember when he got vaccinations? That was so ahead of its time. They could be doing this now. It'd be the it'd be the Lana wedding. It'd be so big. So John Moxley had a lot of great ideas. He wants to get shots on TV. Remember that shoot where he talked about how he pitched it for years and finally got to do it? And really, they should have blocked it one more year. But whatever. Whatever he had to do, he made it great. And you're going to act like that was AJ? Well, he was in TNA. So maybe you have a point. But <laughs> WWE uh, in the last few years might be worse. AJ had Bruce Pritchard guiding him then, just like he does now, now that he's good again. So uh, I guess that's the point for you, because Bruce Pritchard made him wrestler of the decade then. Fine. And the winner, I'll say it, please. No music for AJ. And the winner is AJ Styles. How great. Forget about John Moxley, Bleedies. The guy who, what did he do? <laughs> he came in the shield, remember? And even before he was in the shield, he beat up McFoley in a hotel lobby. Made him bleed all over the place. That hotel was pissed. Remember when he shot McFoley out of the MGM Grand window? Fuck, fuck it was the Mandalay Bay. Whatever. I love John Moxley. No one else does. And you were so happy when he lost to Kenny Omega. I was unbelievably happy because uh, I was like, finally, interesting things in TNA. Uh, John Moxley was cutting promos in like junkyards for some reason. It was, I was with Jim Cornette like, what are we doing? What's this guy's character anymore? Uh, I do like when he gets on the mic and goes, God, I love this shit. I like that. When he does that, I'm like, okay, I like this guy. But all the other times when, even as the champion, he wasn't even there that often. Like I, I saw Jericho all the time. I saw Butcher and Blade every fucking week. But it was like, oh, I'm John Moxley and I work from home. You guys aren't including podcast uh, episodes in your criteria, clearly. Wrestling isn't just in-ring anymore. It's not just a kid show of ladies. It's for all of us now. We can hear shoots. The following category is Most Improved Wrestler. The nominees are Adam Page, Cedric Alexander, Dominic Mysterio, Eddie Kingston, Pete Dunne, and Roman Reigns. Ladies, Pete Dunn got a tan. This guy looks amazing. He leaned <laughs> out. He looks like a viper or something, like 2009 Orton. He's so tan. And all, that, all those acne scars look amazing now. Pete Dunn got rid of the half mullet. I don't know what he did, but something he did made him perfect. And I'm not giving Pat McAfee the credit. Right, why isn't he in this uh, category? Pete Dunn, ladies, is up there with most improved wrestler. I know he's not head of the table. He didn't, uh, he's not tribal chief. He doesn't ride horses to the ring, and he's not fucking big swole like Cedric Alexander. And Rey Mysterio isn't his dad, Vleeties. But you can't act like Pete Dunne ain't cool now and that he didn't suck before. <laughs> no, I've, <laughs> I've always liked Pete Dunne. And, yeah, you're so right. When he showed up as Pat McAfee's, you know, extra, his, his, his heavy in a weird way, uh, he looked awesome. He just looked tough. He has the teeth of a badass. So it was like, oh, wow, Pete, a whole new light was sh was on Pete Dunn. Because even at the beginning of this year, I think he was tag team champions with Riddle. So there was a lot of things to like about Pete Dunn. But yeah, when he came back, I mean, whole I was so what an improvement. I mean, we were taking him seriously when he was the NXT UK champion. But my seriousness has been taken to another level. You're not taking cookies seriously enough, ladies. Uh, and Eddie Kingston did. He stopped eating them so much. And now he's in great shape. He lost 400 pounds. And you don't think he 
Eddie Kingston deserves a spot here. Let's see what he thinks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Promo Class Wednesday. Uh, Eddie, you're up, and you're going to cut a promo on this chocolate It's not thing. just in the ring, ladies. It's also BTE. Should I get pot. a countdown? Right. Three, two, one. It kills me inside that you are so tasty, so delicious, and so sugary. He's plagiarizing, Nyla. Everything I want. <laughs> but in this great sport of pro wrestling that paid me. Nice gook shirt, weirdo. To be able to buy what? you. <laughs> I didn't say that, I look ago. better in the ring. So I can buy more cookies. Yankees suck. Shut the so you fuck won't be up. alone. I hate this guy. Yankees suck. And then when the time is right. How about, how about Tatum tonight? Huh? But only when the time's right. AEW wasn't on tonight, yeah, ladies. It. I got to watch basketball. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Max Buck. I'm not voting for this. He's not most improved anymore. Ladies, I got to watch basketball tonight because AEW wasn't on, and I don't watch NXT, even when AEW's not on. I made a statement. I watched Jason Tatum shoot 15 threes. I saw three of them. I assume there was some I missed. This guy got me 40 points or something in the fantasy league, and I didn't know he was, he was as good as Larry Bird. Why didn't you tell me? I should have told you. He, he just got his big money. People were upset with him during the postseason last year because he kind of he kind of fell off. But you know, it's one of the. I mean, it was COVID. What are we supposed to do? But he's back, baby. And yeah, the Celtics aren't going anywhere. So even though Miami edged him out of the playoffs last year, don't get comfy, Eddie Kingston. And yeah, maybe with <laughs> people calling Eddie Kingston most improved, I think it's just because he's. This is the most I've seen of him. Right. That's what right. everyone's kind of thinking is like, oh, I've never heard of this guy. But, I mean, he was on some episodes of Impact. He was part of Chikara. So he's not an invisible man. Well, that's think- what makes him so improved, ladies. We did. I didn't know about him because I only know Boston wrestlers. But in the New York scene, people <laughs> knew about him. And he was a big fat fuck. And then he lost. Even you were saying, oh, he looks so different. And he was never on the main event of Impact that, that anyone ever heard of. I'm sure he was. Right. But <laughs> he was in the main event against Mox, ladies. That's what improved is. It's taking your position and changing it. And taking your body and changing it. And he took his mind and changed it. He used to be a big piece of shit like in his promos, but in real life. But then he learned he needs to stop holding grudges against people just because they got success. He doesn't want to, you know, be jealous of his friends. And that's not a way to think, ladies. You shouldn't judge where you are based on others. Eddie Kingston had a coming-of-age year, and he hit heights he never did. You're going to tell me Dominic Mysterio is more improved than him? Uh, well, no, I still think if, like, if we were doing report cards, Dominic is still like a D minus, like he started at his, as an F. I'm not a Dominic Mysterio guy. Uh, I've said that from day one. He just doesn't look like a wrestler to me. So it's always funny when he's in street clothes. I'm like, that guy's a wrestler. And then when he's in his wrestling outfit, I'm like, that guy's a wrestler. Like he still very much looks like a kid who's playing costume. Like he's cosplaying as his dad. Uh, so I, I, I give Dominic no credit. I was shocked to see the vote totals. And I was like, Wow. That many thousands what? of people voted for Dominic? I didn't see. Is Dominic better not be winning? I have no idea who's winning. But before we get to the elephant in the room, ladies, Cedric Alexander, let's get to him. Why have we sure. been ignoring him? This guy joined the Hurt Business, remember? And then he turned into main event J almost. Remember when they won that match against Kofi and his friend? That's on G4. And then after the match, MVP came in to celebrate Cedric's win with Shelton. Cedric's halfway down the ramp like Jay, ready to party. Yeah, it's my win. I'm the best. <laughs> and then I kind of, that was a not very subtle start to what's been very subtle since. He hasn't shown signs of being better than his friends since then, but they're in there. And I see it in his promos at least. But then again, Vladis, when her business is in the ring, for some reason, they, when, if they all have a mic, the one I get most excited for 
is Bobby Lashley. And I don't know why that is. I love his promos the most. And it's because he has the speech impediments, but he can also just kick my ass. So say whatever you want and say it however you want. This is just the guy talking when he talks. So maybe he should be most improved. No, he's always been great. He's never been taken down once in MMA practice, Fleeties. Sure, he got taken down in all his fights, but not in practice. It's different than the fight. And it's a better display of skill. It's a more consistent one. All right, I'm going to pick... Not Cedric Fleeties, but sell him to me a little bit. You must believe in him. Yeah, I actually brought him up last night on Fleeties when I was going through the nominees. And I had said, Cedric Alexander is somebody who last year, you could not get me to watch a Cedric Alexander match. Like, it would be like, no, nah, I'm okay. Like, he's fighting Mustafa Ali on main event. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need to see that. Uh, I did go to a, a Monday Night Raw where he had a dark match with Bobby Roode. And, the, and it was an outstanding match. But I was at Raw. It wasn't like I was going to watch something else while I was there. Uh, but yeah, he went, he's somebody who went from uh, his matches are completely skippable to now I even listen to him talk. He took over WWE's Instagram and was cutting promos on there that weren't bad. So I, I, when you look at Cedric this time last year, get him off my TV, but even his heel turn, I was like, okay, they're going to do something with Cedric and Cedric has taken that ball. And I think he's done an outstanding job with it. I think even Shelton, Bobby and Cedric are all guys that I don't want to hear talk, but now I do. This is too hard, ladies. I literally was thinking Adam Page as soon as I read his name, right? Because think about where he was last year. You're sucking Brandy's dick at a press conference. I'm best friends with Cody. I want to marry his wife, too. We're all I'm going to let them peg me. They're both just going to peg my face and ass. I'm going to let one of them ricochet my ass, too. I love these two. I'm, they're my best friends. I'm their favorite, and they're my favorite. It was just all about how he's so happy to be working with Cody. Cody's awesome. And I was like, fuck this ass. That's not a cowboy. That ain't cowboy shit. That's dick sucking. That ain't cowboy shit. So then, though, he comes out on a horse. That's cowboy shit, right? And then he crowd surfs on a crowd. And it's the same guy as last year, I swear, but I don't feel the same. Now, again, Vleeties, Eddie Kingston and Adam Page might be victims of what you said, where they've been great for a while. We're just too stupid to know. We love Kane too much. We're watching corporate Kane, and Eddie Kingston's 400 pounds just doing great promos somewhere. Maybe that's the case, Fleeties. But getting an R radar means you're really counted because we're marks. We only watch WWE. So now you're improved. But Fleeties, all right, we love Adam Page. Keep this in mind now. Roman Reigns, the guy you snubbed on Wrestler of the Year, you, we, we even brought him up as maybe most improved. You said the first half was so terrible. The f last four months are the greatest the wrestlers ever had, ever. So no matter what Adam Page did, yeah, he switched to pants. That was stupid. Roman Reigns kept his pants. That's awesome. But he changed everything. He took his shirt off. Took his shirt off. He's jacked. You said he wasn't for years. Now look at him. Is Roman Reigns the clear winner? Uh, in my opinion, yeah, because of that statement. When this year started, and, and Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, all of us were like, who gives a baker's fuck? I, I don't want to watch that. And then it was going to be Braun and Goldberg, and suddenly I was like, that sounds awesome. Get Roman out of here. And then Roman was gone for a long time, and Roman was like, nah, COVID. I have a compromised immune system. I'm going to stay home. I'm not working. And we and I was even like, good. Wrestling's great. We got Randy Orton back in the main event. We don't need Roman Reigns. And then, and then we got night vision goggles. Like Randy was killing it with Roman gone. And then Roman returned and we were all a little worried that we were going to get same John Cena, Roman Reigns, but he had veneers. He looked different. He took the shirt off. He just looks more like a badass now. His character makes complete sense. You know, I put the food on Kevin Owens table. It's, it's such a creepy, but 
very true thing as the top guy in the company. And when you watch SmackDown versus Raw, even today, SmackDown's so much better, in my opinion, because I'm so invested in the storyline of Roman Reigns. So, yeah, I, I got to give it to Roman Reigns as far as someone who left the company this year, and I was like, good, Chris Benoit him. I don't give a fuck. But now it's like, no, 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 we need Roman. If we didn't have him, we'd be watching Seth versus Dominic Mysterio in a two out of three Hell in a Cell match. And the winner is... Let it be a lesson, WWE. We don't need a third Cena. We got it right on the second one. Imagine if John Cena decided not to turn his heel as a joke and actually turn heel. It would be like we said, ladies, we cheer him. And this is proof of that. We said for a decade, what do they want? Turn him heel, we'll like him? Then he's a face. Like, so, ladies, Roman proved it, but I like it more. Let it, John Cena be the heel we cheer and we'll like the show, as opposed to the face we boo and we hate the show. Roman Reigns is the dominant winner of this category, more than double than the second place Adam Page. And he got your vote, ladies, and he got my vote. I don't think there is any doubt who Wrestler of the Year is. Or excuse me, he's not wrestler of the year. Who most improved wrestler is? But Vleeties, when it comes to wrestling match, this one might be even easier, Vleeties. How do we even decide at this point? The following category is wrestling match of the year. Your nominees are Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, Edge versus Randy Orton, FTR without Tully versus Young Bucks, Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus Young Bucks. Men's Royal Rumble Where's match, music, Women's Survivor Series match, and other. I hope I don't buy JT's album today and one of them dismissing the music. Ladies, the JT album is up. JT, the letter J, then T A Y, dot bandcamp.com. It was an emotional roller coaster for me, ladies, to mix it and master it. Uh, we will play some tonight. We have to take a break between ballots at least. And there's a song called Rosanna Medley. That we must hear tonight. And Bleedies, it's about a daughter without a father. Did you guess? I, you know what? That was my initial guess. However, then I, then I thought of Rosanna by, uh, by Toto. And I thought he was doing a cover of, All I want to do when I wake up in the morning is see your eyes. We did name, Ro well, yeah, we did name Rosanna after that song. But JT did not include that in the Rosanna medley. Interesting creative decision. It's almost as if he recorded three songs and I made a Rosanna medley out of them without asking. Ladies, wrestling match of the year. What is this? Charlotte fought Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania in coming out of Mania. I think we agreed Firefly Funhouse was the best. <laughs> and then the, uh, the other cinematic match with that old fuck, Kane's brother. And then we thought if there's a real match that's match of the weekend that isn't cinematic, it would be Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. Ladies, it was a different time. Rhea Ripley had promise. Now she's an inbred Austin who likes Papa Roach. So I don't know that we're going to get another match of the year nominee out of her. So let's not waste this one. Let's just give it to her. You know what? <laughs> I don't know if I can give it to Rhea versus Charlotte. It was a good match. Uh, Rhea came out in like blue and white, which I was like, oh, she's going to lose. Like, I don't know why. As soon as she broke away from her character, the, this is my brutality. Once she wasn't wearing her normal black outfit, I was like, oh, she's going down. She looks like she's wrestling in the Mae Young Classic again. So yeah, I wasn't... No, it was a good match, but it wasn't even Charlotte's best match of the year. Uh, did Dave Meltzer call it the best women's match in North America or the second? Because he said that about two of these, Fleeties. There was a couple <laughs> tag matches that were one and two best matches in American history. And it was Young Bucks, American History X. Young Bucks versus FTR, a bunch of fucking Nazis. Look at these white, shave your heads. And then we had Kenny Omega, Cowboy, 
And uh, uh, excuse me, yes. And then Adam Page with the versus the Young Bucks as well. Please, the Young Bucks are in two Match of the Year nominees. We're officially Smarks. We used to be Marks. Like when, when, when Wrestling Match of the Decade, I put Big Show versus Sheamus. That was back when I was a Mark. Now I'm a Smark. My least favorite tag team got two spots. But if I can defend it, ladies, it's because of who they faced, obviously. I didn't like the Hardy Boys moves they were doing. I liked Adam Page and Kenny Omega standing ringside, not even on the apron. Not even ready to tag, just standing watching. What a shitty partner. They stormed out that time after. And Bleedies, remember the FTR fight against Young Bucks? It ended with a flip by the team who said they would never flip. And they lost because they flipped. I thought it was a brilliant ending. And if Tully was there, that wouldn't have happened. You would have told them not to flip. Tully keeps them focused in the heated moment of a wrestling match in a contest. And that's why without Tully was so important to write, Bleedies. So I didn't say all yeah. the matches, but what, out of uh, the tag ones... And out of the girl one, does anything beat them on this list? You know, it's for me, that Hangman Page and Kenny Omega tag team was so fun because there was a lot of will they, won't they. Like, they're going to break up. They're going to stay together. Kenny doesn't drink. Hangman's got a drink on the way to the ring. And you're so right. Sure, the Young Bucks were in that match, and it was an outstanding match, but they were almost the annoying part of a lot of these matches. Like, let's do a Meltzer driver here. We'll do a back foot pile driver here. Oh, you'll kick out on two. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, a lot of the moments that the Young Bucks were involved in, it wasn't my, wasn't really why it was so amazing to me. I love that Adam Page buckshot lariat at the end of that match. Like, when he was teasing, should I do it to Kenny? Uh, no, nah, I'm going to go. Like, there was a lot of great moments in that tag match to where it's, it, it to me, it's super memorable, and I would definitely watch it again. Like, thinking about that Young Bucks and FTR match, I watched it once, like, the day after, and I was like, I don't, fuck it, I don't care. Like, and it was almost everyone's taught like best tag team match of the decade and maybe hearing all of that hype did you say almost did you say home ass sorry i love i love aj right now he's wrestler of this decade really he has home ass now i didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead (laughs) no i'm with you i agree that for for 2020 to 2030 how do we not give it to aj uh and i loved home ass throwing miz over the top rope by the way that was a great way to throwing or cradling and dropping i love how (laughs) this guy must be the greenest motherfucker in the world he can't even throw you he's just gonna (laughs) let go and hope he did it right but i loved it bladies he's a gentle giant is what he is and he's just being brainwashed by aj it's the reverse of roman and Heyman. Well, did he not watch AJ, did he not watch Drew throw AJ over the top rope earlier in the match? Like he threw AJ so fucking far, like missing the table almost. And then it's like, okay, home ass, your turn. You do that same thing. And he's like, he's got like his baby Ralph. And he's walking towards the table. And he just kinda drops him. And yeah, like Morrison has to be like, Whoa! I it used to great. carry Max like that when he was an infant, the way he fucking home ass was carrying Max. <laughs> and I had a song when it was nap time. Miz of my baby sleepy boy. Oh, Miz, it is time to sleep. That was always the first one that I'd go, do, 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 and I just do, do, do's and do it three more times. Max used to love it. Of course, he didn't like me calling him Miz. I called him Max at the time. Uh, he <laughs> loved me so much, ladies. He'll never see his daddy again. Ah, oh, that makes me sad to hear it like that. But somebody somebody might put him through a table. I don't soon. know. My brother already uh, tried to bring him over for Christmas, and it was a no. Because I have a full kitchen and a bedroom for him. And an Xbox Series X, so it's too much fun. They'll like me more again. Is that what the issue was? It was just like a flat out, like, no, he, does, he doesn't get to go over there. Like, yeah. are you allowed any visitation? It was never that before. It was always hidden until COVID opened it up. 
It was like, oh, you're in Australia, so I'll switch their schools. Well, okay, it's a little weird. And then now that I'm back, oh, their they're school's too far. You can have them on weekends, okay? Hey, COVID happened. No more school. Get them over here. No. You can have three days and sometimes a fourth. Oh, you mean just enough for you to keep all the money? Fuck yourself. I'm the dad. So I put my foot down. I said halftime or none, and I got none. Hey, Merry Christmas, though. So you don't get to see little Maxie on Christmas. Uh, I mean, that sucks. I mean, good really news is, is I get to keep my fiend doll. I was going to give it to him. Oh, good. So you get more stuff for you, you know? That was going to be their whole Christmas. <laughs> so please. <laughs> Here's a fiend. <laughs> Here's fiend. Share it. You keep the arms. She does whatever she wants. All right. So please. I need to get, uh, uh, what's her name? Estelle. I was almost called her Alexa. <laughs> I have to get Estelle an Alexa doll. So, ladies, wrestling match of the year. You forgot about women's Survivor Series. We got women in a bunch of them. It's our dream. Nia's there. And the what made it so great was Lana, of course. When you right. thought she was going to be a goddess, remember, you thought they were pushing her. They tricked you and brought in Charlotte. They were just booking Charlotte but calling her Lana for a few weeks. Charlotte was supposed to go through that table ten times. It was nine times, ladies. Count it right. So if, if we, That's why you can't count the votes. You're always adding one to whichever you want it to be. So, ladies, women's Survivor Series match. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Lana are the final three. Bianca Belair by herself. And I didn't even think of her for women's woman of the year because we don't have such a stupid category. But she did win something on the, real, the WWE Slammies, the real Slammies, for some sort of breakout female act, uh, track star, vape uh, sponsor. I don't know. Anti-vape <laughs> sponsor. Best vape commercial. Uh, they had an a, a incredible shiny recycle bin in there that uh, won them something for cinematography. Because I've never seen that in a, a park, but it's in the vape commercial park and it's brand new. Ladies, I'm babbling. So we had a match of the year. I'm trying to sell it to you. And at the end, we had a sole survivor. Now, you don't know it was Bianca Belair, but it was. Because we were all rooting for her. Odds were against her. She took out one half of the tag champs, Shayna. Then she's down to Nia and Lana. Nia had to keep her out of the ring, stop her from getting back in. Just, and she had to lose herself just to win. Bianca got over in the end, Bleedies. And was that match of the year for making everyone look so amazing? I did enjoy the match. I can't say that I didn't. You know, it's one of those deals where I went in having my... I, you're, how, my name is Ryan from What Culture? And he said, I would have booked the Survivor Series women's match. Like, I, I had it all laid out. It was the way I thought it was going to go. And they swerved it on me. And whenever they do that, I got to give them credit. And I enjoyed the ending. And yeah, you're so right. Like... Lana's entire booking now just seems like it was a way to get Charlotte back kind of under the radar. Like, okay, yeah, here's what we're actually doing. So I really like the way that they've done it. And uh, yeah, I, I thought that women's match was really, really well done. And as far as Bianca Belair, I mean, sample size. There hasn't been enough of her this year for me to to confidently say, well, yeah, obviously she's she's the the female wrestler of the year. I would still look at somebody like an Oscar or a Sasha Banks. Like that would be a different discussion. If you watch the Slammies from WWE today, ladies, you saw a retarded host. Not our truth. They had a real retard on. I think he's from the Retards of Raw video. He only got to do two categories, I think, but he was so fucking retarded looking, and it was hilarious. Anyways, having said that, we have to pick match of the year, ladies. That's just an anecdote. Now, we do, there was two from here uh, inducted into the Slammies for WWE, Men's Royal Rumble, and the greatest match ever. Ladies, Randy Orton won your Superstar of the Year. He didn't win. Bray Wyatt won in your face. You set him on fire. You still lost, ladies. It wasn't enough. 
setting him on fire worked against you, actually. It made us like him more. So now that we have a chance to get him a slammy, he did have greatest wrestling match ever. They told us it would be and that it was. And actually what it was is they both agreed that they loved this one Stan Hansen match and they just re did it twice. They did the whole match, started over, did it again. And that was their whole event. It was the greatest. But was it better than the Men's Royal Rumble match, ladies? We're talking about Drew McIntyre, uh, the, the also a nominee for Superstar of the Year winning. He also eliminated Brock after Brock was mowing people down. Edge came back, Felides. He has grit. Uh, what tips the scales for match of the year on in, for you? You know, those are both really good. And like I, maybe it is because Royal Rumble is the only real event this year that had a full audience. So I just it almost has like nostalgia to it because it's been a year and we had a full stadium full of people rocking. And I really did enjoy that. You're so right. Lesnar coming out and mowing people down and it was exciting. It was different. It was a different feel to a Royal Rumble because then when when Drew came out and eliminated him, it was still then we had a regular Rumble. So it was a fun event. I really enjoyed that match. But when I think of that greatest wrestling match ever, I was all of us were like, why the fuck would they call it that? We were like all mad. Like, there's no reason to call it that because then all of us are going to go, no, fuck that. That's like Meltzer calling the FTR match the best tag match in wrestling history. I'm like, no, fuck that. So, no, I'm. it kind of had that effect on me. But then when I watched it, it was so fun and I couldn't tell who was going to win. They did the fake audio to kind of make it more special. And I really, really enjoyed that match. And I have gone back and rewatched it. And I do enjoy them doing classic uh, classic finishing moves from other guys. So I got to give the tip uh, uh, tip that scale to Edge and Randy. That beat Kev. I thought you were talking about the Young Bucks at the end. They're all they do Matt Hardy moves. And Matt Hardy yeah. likes that too. He tells them on BTE how good they do, but he did it first. But ladies, you're not going to pick. You're going to pick. Whatever, Edge versus Orton over KO versus Roman. I know it wasn't there, but you could have written it in. It was a trick question. Obviously, the match where we didn't know the fat guy could win, but then we thought he was going to win. Oh, yeah, ladies, you didn't watch it. You didn't even see the Firefly Inferno live, and you, that's why you don't know why that's nominated. A guy was set on fire. And you had to see it on Twitter. You didn't even know he was set on fire twice, Vladis. They showed the new stop, drop, and roll rules for fire safety, Vladis. When there's a first fire, you give your friend an RKO, it goes out. But then you can light <laughs> him on fire again. So th that was the greatest finish to a no – it's not cinematic. He was really on fire. That was a live match. It wasn't pre-taped. So, Vladis, I'm shocked by your pick. But uh, then again, I'm not. It's always shoehorning Randy Orton in. Remember when you tried to tell me Orton, <laughs> Orton versus Kofi was greatest match ever? And now they WWE corrected you, and now this is. You know what? I will. I will say I did just watch. I mean, maybe an hour before we got in here, I did watch the, the last two matches of TLC. And yeah, you're so right. That Kevin Owens match was outstanding. It was incredible. And I was even sitting there, I'm watching it with my son. He was, I had trolls on the big TV, but I had wrestling on the littler one, and he was like watching that one. He wanted to see why Roman Reigns and his twin were beating the shit out of Kevin Owens. So it was, it was so fun, great match. I enjoyed the story that was told. And yeah, you know, you're gonna have to kill me. And I was like, this KO guy rules now. I even like his blue laces on his boots. So yeah, great match. You're so right. That's my vote is for other. KO versus Roman Reigns. It breaks my heart to tell you, ladies, that only one other person agreed with me. That the women's Survivor Series match was match of the year. And it's because they don't know the face breaker. They don't care about Shayna Baszler. They don't know what the fuck's going on on this show. None of these. That one person does. None of these other people have a clue. Quiggly, you better have been the one. Nathan, you better have been the one. 
Ayako, you're not even close to smart enough to know what Shayna Baszler offers our fake fighting business. She comes from real fighting bleedies, and she choked out Lana, and then, but she got kicked in the head and got knocked out while doing it, and then got pinned. That was the next day. I know the whole program. I know exactly which episodes each table spot Lana took was on. And there was none at the pay-per-view. That should have been the 10th one. So I'm sticking by women's Survivor Series match. Felides, do you want to stick with Edge Orton, or are you really going to switch to Roman KO? Because I don't know if you're sarcastic anymore. You know what? It was called the greatest wrestling match ever, so it needs to get my vote. Vleeties, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley got no votes, so I'm glad you... Oh, you mean the <laughs> other one. Okay. Edge versus Orton, Vleeties. Holy shit. Here's our official vote. One vote from me, one whole vote, goes to the Women's Survivor Series match. Avlidis just gets a vote, so his vote goes to Edge versus Orton. Now we're tied. Now the chat gives us Kenny Omega versus Adam Page and Young Bucks as the winner. So we all disagree. That means the three-fifths will uh, decide it. Here's the problem, Avlidis. It's a tie for second place. No, it isn't. What the fuck? What is going on, Vleeties? All right. I, so it's a tie for third place between Men's Royal Rumble match and Edge versus Orton. Second place winner is a different one than all of us. Firefly Inferno matches in there. And then if, how is there a winner now? If you have one, I have one, the poll has one, the second place has one, the third one's tied on the poll. If I can switch my vote to make it, because I can make an argument for another match. I can say confidently and i think i'm gonna have to go with the chat how do we not how do we got to give a nod to kenny omega and adam why Page? do you get to pick it how come i don't get to switch my vote first and pick it before you do and then it's over and you don't get to and then i only do well and you switch yours then to the match i was just switching mine to no because women's survivor series matches the match of the year so i'm not gonna <laughs> switch it <laughs> so you want me to switch to the women's survivor series match i don't with think you. this is legal i don't think you get to just pick the winner now but if you don't we won't have a winner so yeah, you're a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famers can pick. Ladies, what do you got for me? Tell me. Sell me. We are switching it to Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. It was outstanding. It's very, very fun to go back and rewatch the story that Adam and Kenny are telling as a team, just those two guys. You almost don't even need the other two across the ring from them, but they helped out tremendously. So I really enjoyed that match. I'm going to probably rewatch it tonight now that I'm talking about it. So fun, so good. I kind of miss them being a tag team, and I wish they did a little bit more together afterwards. Hold on, Vleeties. We're retarded. So, there's a chance we can give it to Edge and Orton just because we want to. Okay, let me sell you on this. I, I know, this is Dominion-like. This is Biden-like. Look, we'll all go to sleep and wake up and there'll be a winner. How about that? It worked in the real election. What the fuck is the problem here? WWE does that? All right, so here's what I'm thinking, Vleeties. I picked the real match of the year, Women's Survivor Series match, right? Then you picked greatest match ever, Edge Orton, right? The chat poll right. picked Firefly Inferno match, right? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, fuck me. Never mind. Fine. We can't give it to the greatest match ever, no matter what my math is. That means... And the winner is... Fucking Young Bucks. <laughs> God damn it, Felides. You did it again. This is like that time you called them Tag Team of the Decade. Yep. <laughs> You think we're just going to let it happen twice? You know what? It actually might, Fleeties. There are decade awards to give back. And while I suffer as the result of this one, I'm just going to have to move on and try to win the next one. 
following category is Wrestling Match of the Decade. Your nominees are AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Wrestle Kingdom 10. Show versus Sheamus, Hell in Cell 2012. Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, Wrestle Kingdom 12. CM Punk versus John Cena, Money in the Bank 2011. Ladies, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes, <laughs> How many Double matches? or Nothing 2019. Daniel Bryan versus John Cena, SummerSlam 2013. Or other. Ladies, there's so many selections. There's two guys in each match. You can't possibly say it all. During the intro of Matt Hardy's theme, it would go well into it, and I won't allow it. Match of the decade, ladies, there are two Japanese nominees. Who saw this coming? Now, the first one is your boy AJ Styles versus Nakamura. And I feel this is a big trophy in his cap. Is that what you call it? For his uh, wrestler of the decade that he won because of you and the poll, ladies. You overrode me when I said it was Lacey Evans again. So when we have AJ Styles versus Nakamura nominated, it's because I lived with an, one half of the Loft Boys, Murph Dirt, and he was showing me this match years ago. I remember, it's in Japan, why do you care? And this was before Nakamura was exposed by coming to America and we all found out he sucked. So at the time, Nakamura was even good. And AJ Styles, we know he's always been great. So now on top of that, ladies, there's another Wrestle Kingdom, Alpha Omega, Jericho Omega. I didn't particularly enjoy either of these matches, but they were just so massive, so important, and so widely adored, ladies, that they had to be here, even though they were on the continent that doesn't count. Well, and we all watch, and that was the that was what I enjoyed about it was we all tuned into Wrestle Kingdom 12. Like none of us were gonna do that, and then we went over there and we got to watch Lance Archer and David Hart Smith team up against two guys. Like you know, we got to see all these Lance other faces Archer? in wrestling. Lance? Yeah, he was there. What are you talking? Was he Lance Hoyt? No, he might have been Vance Archer. Let me see. He definitely was there. He had to be. I didn't know he yeah, even he was existed. Was Cole Cabana there? He was teaming up with uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Send me the link. All right. Now, who do you pick, ladies? Is that the match of the year? Because I hate British Bulldog. There's no way his son's better. <laughs> I hate British Bulldog. Like, that was the takeaway. No, so uh, I, I did enjoy the, the – the AJ one is great, but it is kind of – it's great for that that moment. I don't know if, if I went back and watched it, I would still think, like, that was incredible. Like, for me, it's so clear. The two matches that I think of, obviously, we were there for Daniel Bryan and John Cena. It was such a great match. Uh, you know, it was Cena wrestling with a torn triceps, and we were like, how is, you know, why is he wearing that big thing on his arm? He explained it. He, he explained why the next night on Raw. And then CM Punk and John Cena at Money in the Bank is, is my slam dunk match of the year because I think coming back into wrestling as i did in late 2010 i wasn't all the way in until that match and it was in chicago so the crowd was nuts i was like i don't think i like that might, that crowd might have been like oh my god like that was an ecw crowd almost how just how uh insane they were and i really was invested in this match because the story was done so well and cm punk left with the belt and they let him leave for a little bit and it led to the summer of punk and it led to kevin nash getting a text so all of that went into that Money in the Bank match. I really enjoyed it. That's my match of the decade. You'll notice all of the WWE suggestions here have clean finishes, which is yeah. very important. The only thing more important than the finish is the entrance, please. And we've nailed those decades ago, so we don't need to worry about that anymore. It's perfect. There's no WCW-level entrances in WWE, that's for sure. But now, 
uh, uh, Vleeties, we have Japan in here for the clean finishes. We got AEW in here for it. And I want us to talk about the one that we aren't going to talk about if I don't. And Because we all know John Cena is the best ever. He's in two of these. And we saw him. We were there live. But what about Big Show versus Sheamus? I feel like people might have laughed at me. I don't know. I don't know if people saw the highlights or... Because luckily someone on YouTube found this awesome song. Wait, hold on, Bleedies. I think this is missing Dragula, huh? <laughs> it's either missing Dragula or the What the Fuck drums. Oh, my God. Or that fat girl drumming Nia Jax's song. I, did you know she drummed her whole song? All right, let's see these highlights, Bleedies, for Match of the Decade that you, none of you all saw. But luckily I'm here to watch it for you guys. Oh, look at him go! Punch him! Remember, Bleedies. Oh, Dolph was even watching live. He loved this match. I forgot he had, You should have been on commentary. It would have been a shoe in. Bleedies, remember, <laughs> Big Show's finisher is a punch, so he can't punch you until the end. So he's going to hit you in the back. He's going to knee in the tummy. Sheamus is going to take out his legs. Big Show's getting all this shit in. Oh! Throw kick him. Not you. Ladies, you gotta see the bro kick. Oh, joke slam! That shit ain't over. You gotta see the bro kick uh, reversal. Let's see if this other song does it the same amount of justice, Fleeties, now that the good song's over. <laughs> this match sucks. I hate this match now. Hold on. It's missing something real special here. It needs some sort of more Rob Zombie Vleeties, and I know I have more. <laughs> Watch this reversal. It's coming up later. <laughs> oh, look at this! He picked him up! Great white on his ass. Watch this. Catches it, punches him. Wait. The best spot is when he goes for the broke kick later. Mid-kick. Big Show hits punch of a lifetime on this motherfucker. You wouldn't believe it, uh, Bleedy, but I know you saw it. He just kicked out of a punch. Stacey can't have her fun. Broke kick. He just kicked out of a broke kick. Spoiler. 
the field. Yeah. Here it comes! Watch this, watch this! What the fuck? That was awesome, dude. Not a dog, but the fiend. Ladies, you forgot, but I had to show you. Match of the Decade nominee, Hell in a Cell 2012. Big Show Sheamus, World Heavyweight title. The lead-up included a video game arcade uh, years before Kip Sabian. And it was one that you punched or kicked. And it measured your gaming strength. And Big Show's punch had more gaming strength than Sheamus' leg, bleedies. I do remember the lead up to that match. I almost forgot Big Show won that match. And yeah, you're so right. It was like watching just the highlights. What an outstanding fight. They really went out there and just beat the shit out of each other. It's like they forgot to tell them wrestling was fake. And sometimes that leads to some of the best brawls of all time. So yeah, I, I don't know if people were laughing at it. Because I think it won match of the year back in 2012 on a lot of polls. Like it was so good. So when people mocked the Big Show or Sheamus, I mean, what this match polls? What polls? What, my poll? Every poll. I, oh. Yeah, your poll. My poll? All right, ladies, does it win your poll? Because it's up against some big shit here. You already picked yours, I know. But you didn't even consider Cody versus Dustin. I need my fucking brother. Who could forget <laughs> when he beat his brother, and then he needed his fucking brother, and then they hugged and cried. That was promo of the year, and it ain't even on the list. Was that even this year? That might have been last year, ladies. Oh, yeah, it's a decade. Yeah. It was last year's in that decade, bleedies. How is that not match of the decade? Because it didn't draw. Oh, John Cena drew all this money, so he's better. How rich? No, it was such a good match. It's such a good story. Two brothers going at it, and the way they did was so intense. The amount of blood loss that Dustin had, and then hearing him on Talk is Jericho, like later on talking about not remembering. Like he said, you know, I've I've played it in matches before, but n nothing quite like this. I mean, he lost a lot of blood in that match and it was just so good and yeah the ending was great and everybody was crying even i was crying i was like what happened to me i thought i was watching wrestling and yeah <laughs> really good match and it definitely deserves some shine i wish you said i need gold dust bring <laughs> 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 out seven that's dark order now the lady cm punk first john cena has to be match of the year a decade rather uh, but the daniel bryan match is amazing we were there live it was a clean finish and we didn't expect it of course randy orton would ruin our fun and make my night miserable you got to see how upset i was it was very sad it was like i had two pimples and then ladies i remembered that just a couple years before cm punk had the entrance of a lifetime in his hometown against john cena another clean win that we expected uh less I mean, this was the storyline of a decade, if you want to call it that. I was there when he cut the pipe bomb, and he said, all you people except Kevin buy these cups, and you're all pieces of shit except Ke the tribal chief up there at <laughs> PR-17, Kevin Scampoli. We got to watch his entrance at least, please. When CM Punk came out at Sur SummerSlam, am I calling it Summer? At SummerSlam, it was on, what the fuck, really? You're kidding. Well, I'm bringing up the wrong one. How good was the SummerSlam one, Bleedies? You were at, I think you were at that SummerSlam. You definitely were. And yeah, you you said that because that was when he had already had, de he debuted the Living Color song. Oh yeah, that one sucked. The, I did <laughs> buy tickets to that, Bleedies, because when CM Punk left for two weeks and then we had two champs, we immediately bought SummerSlam tickets and the internet cried like it sucked.
No, it's awesome. CM Punk's back. You wanted to wait longer? You're stupid. I want him back yesterday. All right, so here's the entrance for what is probably... I'm saying probably because probably I haven't even watched this yet. Entrance is the most important part of a match than the finish. All right. So now, here's a case made for the hometown hero, the forgotten son, the host of, what is it? That Bleacher Report show. Backstage, CM Punk. <laughs> jingle balls, jingle balls, <laughs> slick shaved all the way. Oh, what fun it is to shave your little balls today. Hey. Thank you so much, T-Spy the Gemini. The ladies, that's Tyler Spida. Let him in. Tyler Spida. That song is about letting in the fiend, but Tyler's my fiend. Thank you, Tyler, for celebrating the holidays with me with that jingle. We're very musical, ladies, and Jim Cornette helps us with that. Here we go. I know Chicago's a shithole. That's not the point, Ayaka. These are human beings, whether they're idiots who murder each other or not. Look, I don't see one black person there. This is the north side. We like this side. Oh, you like the south side, ladies? You think that's offensive? You go there. Tell me what you like. <laughs> We're not welcome there. They don't like us either. We're allowed to not like people. It's America. Fuck them. <laughs> Keep shooting each other, morons. Then act like a peaceful protest with guns is dangerous. No, we need these against our opponents. We're fighting tanks. We're against the government. You're against children who live in your neighborhood. They're shooting kids in Chicago. Hold on. Look at this. Remember the superplex from the inside to the outside, Bleedies, off the apron in this match? Well, and even just the shirt. You see the shirt, you're like, yeah, this was it. This was the the, hot, the hottest CM Punk ever was. And this, uh, this angle was just... Yeah, we were definitely someone in the chat. Nexus music. This is not Nexus. <laughs> That's very frustrating to see that written there. Well, no, but what's yeah. annoying too, ladies, is people will say they like this one better than Cult of Personality. Please, never. I love this song that's playing. Cult of Personality was a hit. People bought it. Like masses of people liked this song. This song, not to say that mainstream's better. It's just backing me up when a better song does better than some niche track like this. I'm sure every time I die, fans think this song is amazing. I'm not one of them. <laughs> no, you're so right. Yeah, Living Color, like that, that, that band made history, and that song is going to be around for, for decades. I don't think Kill Switch Engage is going to be one of those. Remember how awesome Kill Switch Engage was? No one's going to do that. Yeah, Kill Switch Engage for the rest of eternity. Every YouTube comment is just going to be CM Punk sent me here. Uh, cult of Personality has a lot of diversity, not just CM Punk fans. Told us that CM Punk has refused to sign the latest contract offer to stay in WWE. This match was Midnight fucking amazing. Tonight, CM Punk is leaving this company, and he may be doing it with the WWE title. He won, and he fucking left. How crazy was that shit? Let's watch the ending now. We already watched the beginning. Now, ladies, remind me, did you pick... CM Punk versus John Cena or Daniel Bryan versus John Cena? Something tells me you hate the kids you bullied in high school, so you're not going to pick CM Punk. No, I'm picking <laughs> CM Punk just because I did enjoy this match. This match is, I mean, you you look at it now, and it, this match could happen yesterday, and it, it's out, or it's still so good. And yeah, CM Punk's entrance, him sitting in the inside on the ring, everything about the story being told. And I, I remember those old TWFS, and that probably has a huge play for me is, I was listening to a lot of you 
and it was like this was the first like pay-per-view that i think i actually watched live and yeah this match just it, it's always it always stands out to me whenever punk and cena were in the ring it was perfect how jealous was colt that's my hometown too and i'm He's like uh, how Eddie Kingston used to be. He sues his friends because they get famous. <laughs> and the winner is... CM Punk vs. John Cena. Not some Money in the Bank 2011. Ladies, it was a clean finish. The best entrance we ever saw. And a hometown we could agree with, just not politically. There's CM Punk giving his shirt to his grandma. What a nice guy. I love him. Ladies, of course, he's adopted because he's a loser without parents. That wasn't his real grandma. No, you don't think it was? You think it was, uh, it was a wrestler? It was just a, uh, they, they brought an indie wrestler to the show just for him to kiss? I think Hambino's here, and you're not that, ladies. Hambino also doesn't have parents, but he has a great adopted parents, and I bet his real parents are amazing. Not like CM Punk's. Hambino needs one of those 38s tattooed behind his ear like CM Punk for his family. I forget the number and I forget what it means. Just get it for us. You know, Ayako babysits 30 kids three times a week. Did you hear that, Bleedies? No, well, I'm hearing it now. I, I know it was brought up how many kids she was babysitting and we were, we were those kids. So uh, is it official? I'm so glad you say that. That means I get to play Vince Russo's cameo for you. You may not have heard it. Let's <laughs> take a quick break, please. We will be back very soon. We have all, so many categories to go by. We've already announced winners, ladies, for Wrestler of the Year, Wrestler of the Decade, Most Improved Wrestler, Match of the Year, Match of the Decade. We're coming up on Event of the Year, ladies, when we come back. I'm also going to disperse to the uh, DLive chat, Lemon. As you guys type, you're mining lemon that goes in a chest. I am able to distribute it back to you, Vleeties. Uh, so get ready. You might be in the top five, Vleeties, when I do that. You know what? I don't think the algorithm is in my favor tonight. I'm going to take a piss, and hopefully when I come back, I get lemon. There's only one person who can truly send us to break, and it's not you, Vleeties. It's Tyla, and he's not here. So what I'm going to have to do, we're going to have the great uh, Vince Russo uh, send us away. When we come back, Vleeties... I have so much uh, awards to give away with the help of you, Nathan Weller, Quigley Johnston, and the rest of DLive.com slash TWFS. All right. Look Is this Ayako Aikayama? Can you believe how great I just pronounced that? A New Yorker accent and all. Ayako! It is Vince Russo. And I am thrilled to hear that you are a fan of my late work in WCW in 2000. I really appreciate that, Ayako. And I'm going to say Ayako as many times as I possibly can because I think that is a really cool name. Now, I hear that I was your hero, but I think you got that kind of butt backwards because the bottom line is you are my hero because you are very, very special. Ayako, from what I understand, you babysit over 30 kids three nights a week. And not only do you babysit them, but more importantly, you mentor them. And that's exactly what every young child needs, a good mentor. Writing a television show was nothing, Ayako. For you to have influence on these kids, it really, really touches my heart.
This tells me that you are a very special person, and I want you to know Ayako Vince Russo is a big fan of yours. God bless you. We were part of the lonely crowd inside the sad cafe. Claws they drink, and if there's enough left over, go buy the prize goose in the corner store and give it to fucking Brandon Cullen and his family. Yes! Merry fucking Christmas! Yes! Oh. Well, we all fall in love, but we disregard the danger. So we share so many secrets, there are some we'll never tell. Why were you so surprised that you never saw the stranger? Yeah, everyone goes south Every night 
cinder blocks. I did TWFS out of a dog-pissed full closet for months. People don't even know I did that. Well, we all fall in love, but we disregard the danger. Though we share so many secrets, there are some we never tell. Why were you so surprised that you never saw the stranger? Did you ever let your lover see the stranger in yourself? Giving away slammies already. We're not even done with ballot one, though, bleedies. It appears as though we have a long way to go to cover our favorite year ever. And before we do, let's relax for a moment with this. We got to just calm down. Oh my god, Bleedy's got the lights on! What the hell is going I just saw a Ninja Gini! Turn your lights on, bro! Did I miss a Ninja Gini earlier? Is this the only Ninja Gini? I wasn't been looking! Jack Shut up, JT! Sit about your album for once! Jack Scampoli brand just donated one Ninja Gini. He said, Merry Christmas, Kevin and Ryan. God bless you guys. Bleedy's how beautiful. We hear Mer Merry Christmas from Jack. We look up, we see Merry Christmas on DLive. The only website with fucking American nuts that can write Merry Christmas. Go to Google. Click on the Google logo. It'll Google for you Global Holidays December. That's what the fuck we're dealing with in this country. We're all living off European law. And we're treated like second class when we're the best country in the world. And it's nothing but shitholes run by Muslims over there. Fuck them. Why do they want them to be us so bad so they'll win every election? Because it's only one side. Trump loves America. Trump's fighting for our $2,000. And he's been doing this for years. Finally, they might wake up, ladies, but it's too late. Everyone's on Twitter crying because they want more money. Why is Burma taking our money? Why is Ninja Gini taking our money? Well, guess what? It isn't anymore. Trump is going to fix it, and he can't once you people steal his election. Ladies, who won the Slammies? No, I, you know what's funny is I left my echo chamber for just a minute here to see what the people on Twitter were complaining about. And I guess Trump vetoed some defense bill and people are saying, oh, he hates the troops. Of course no, he hates Fleeties, the troops. Twitter was already mad about that bill. It's the same bill. It's all a bill. And we won because Trump did it for us. We were going to get $600. <laughs> Fuck. Trump ain't going to let that happen. And when he's gone, we'll be getting 200 When he's gone, we ain't getting shit. <laughs> 
You better enjoy this 2000, Vladius, because it's our last Trump payday. Well, and even like that's so frustrating about the Google thing because it is like the holidays include St. Nicholas Day. I don't is that Christmas? What is it? St. Nick? Christmas Day, Boxing Day, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. I've never met anyone who does Kwanzaa. Uh, and Jewish people it's are It's a black are... holiday. It doesn't even count. The following category is wrestling event of the year. Your nominees are AEW All Out, AEW Full Year, WWE WrestleMania 36, WWE Royal Rumble 2020, other ladies this one can't be too hard right it's only one year we have to pick a decade after so we better be able to cruise through this but it was interesting looking at this ladies because my perception of the companies is that aew was better at the beginning of the year because they had that amazing 2019 but wwe got better at the end because aw started sucking and the fiend is great now Here's the problem. The nominees don't reflect that, Bleedies. The AEW nominees are from the second half of the year. We got full gear and all out. Whereas WWE's nominees are at the beginning of the year, WrestleMania and Royal Rumble. Of course, you can write one in, but I was very surprised which event stuck out to the T TWFS committee. I mean, it didn't go against, it didn't go with our philosophies about the companies. Now, having said that, Bleedies' Royal Rumble match was nominated for match of the year. And it could be the last big event I remember that had a big crowd. It was in that baseball stadium. Are these enough? Plus, Charlotte ruined the Royal Rumble event. So, uh, the women's one. Will any of this beat WrestleMania? Uh, you know what? I'm, I, when, uh, when you asked me the events of the year, it was hard to go through my brain. Because a lot of it was all the Dynamites and all the pay-per-views were at Daly's Place. All the WWE stuff was at the PC. So, it really was like a weird year of like... What really was different? It all kind of felt the same. But Royal Rumble stands out because it wasn't a huge venue. It was at Minute Maid Park in Houston. And I almost went. And it was a really good event from top to bottom. We were entertained. The, I was entertained the entire time. And I just remember, like, maybe it is that nostalgia that kicks in where it's like, gosh, how amazing was that 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 full stadium of people and i know we can't we all can't wait to get there so when i lie and say that i took the covid vaccine maybe they'll let me go in january vladies turn the lights back on there were two other ninja guineas we're gonna have to turn them off and on again soon this one is going to be for the great GM Staley 31. GM Staley also got that amazing Vince Russo cameo for Ayako. And he donated one Ninja Gini on Slammy Day. Thank you, GM Staley. These are your lights now. Thanks again, Jack Scampoli brand. You deserved more lights. I'll try to get you some. There's a third party that we need to hug separately so it doesn't feel like we're just giving group Ninja Gini hugs. These are individual contributions that must be respected. Having said this, Fleeties, Wrestling event of the year has to be all AEWs, so just pick one of them. AEW's the best, ladies. They have MJF, they have Eddie Kingston, they had Moxley as champion. Oh, I'm sorry, did you like Dominic as champion or whatever WWE did this year? Was he ever the... No, he was never the champion. I would be like, what? Whatever. Did I miss a Dominic Mysterio title run? No, I'm going Royal Rumble. I think when I, when I really put my, my finger on... AEW events, they were more disappointing because the expectations were so high. Like MJF versus Moxley, I didn't like. And uh, I don't even remember the, the other one. Like it just, they're, they're very forgettable for me. Yes, the main events in particular were kind of underwhelming looking back. 
But at the time, they were so big. But that's kind of what you're saying. We were just so excited for Moxley Kingston. Then Eddie Kingston had lime green on and looked so fat. So we didn't see that in our head when we saw the match. We saw Moxley quitting, too, and that didn't happen. Because now I'm looking at full gear of ladies because I feel like this edges AEW's events out for me. This was a biggie. MJF defeated Jericho in a friendly feud, remember? If I win, I'm with you. If I don't, I can't be your best friend. I always like that. Matt Hardy versus the Elite Deletion. We hate Sammy. We finally put him in a trash can. Your match of the year. FDR versus Young Bucks are in there. Don't correct me, Vladis. I'm guessing. Hikiru Shida <laughs> defeated Nyla Rose. Like, every match here means something. Omega Page, even if the finish upset me. Even John Silver got to fight on this card. Remember how mad Twitter was that Serena DB was on the pre-show? Oh, I was one of the people. I was like, why is this? What, what are we doing? And why is NWA? Why, are the, why is the NWA women's champion getting so much shine? But where's Nick Aldis? I do feel like uh, the people might like full gear more. I didn't check the results yet, ladies, but Matt Cardona was on it. So I'm not voting for it. Yeah, but I know the chat will. They love Matt Cardona. They're like Jim Cornette. It's Matt Cardona. They get all excited. So luckily he didn't come back after whatever match this was. I think it might have been a pre-show. Ladies, your Mimosa match ain't going to make that pay-per-view of the year. I'm sorry. All Out is out for me. But my official vote will have to go to full gear. I love this company too much. When I look at WWE, Royal Rumble upset me. Bailey versus Lacey in front of Summer. And then Charlotte beat Shayna in the Rumble. And Drew McIntyre, whatever. You liked him at the time. I don't think I ever did. I feel like you were selling me on Drew when he used to wear that trench coat and was one-dimensional. And I kept begging for him to be nicer or three-dimensional. And then he was just so nice. He killed us with kindness for a year. Uh, but, ladies, you're going Royal Rumble because WrestleMania had no crowd, huh? It was too awkward. It was a meme. We like to make fun of the circumstances rather than appreciate the event. Plus, Braun, like you said, Braun Strowman versus Goldberg wasn't even announced on TV. They tweeted about it. Then a week later, they just acted like this match is normal. I wanted WWE to make an official on TV before I had to sit through it, and they didn't. So, ladies, I admire your pick with Royal Rumble. I won't be shocked if the entire internet agrees with you. But I'm clicking submit. AEW All Out. Hikiru Shida beat Nyla Rose. Vicky Guerrero in her corner. And Bleedies, you know FTR did flips when they shouldn't have. But uh, do you th did you see the results? Am I going to win? Uh, no, I, I, I think I have the results right here. I think a lot of people are with me. Royal Rumble is like a fond memory now. Like, it is this, this event that nobody really... I mean, no, nobody really appreciated what it was like to have uh, a full stadium full of people rocking when, when Edge came out at number 20. I mean, people were, people were messaging me that I haven't talked to in years. I didn't really watch wrestling saying, hey, Edge is back. Like, people were freaking out that Edge came back. And that to me, that event is the only event that happened this year because there was a crowd. It was hot, and I miss it. It was, it was the only crowd that Tony Khan didn't have to come out and get hot. You're right, Bleedies. That edge return was the biggest thing that could have happened this year. I mean, I know a guy got lit on fire, but that's not in this nomination, so we don't even have to count that against it right now. Let's find the winner for Wrestling Event of the Year. And the winner is... Wrestling Event of the Year. The chat picked Royal Rumble. Damn near overwhelmingly. With 30% more votes than All Out in second place. Ladies, I try, if they just heard me out first, if they could have just listened to what I said before voting, this chat might not be so stupid. 
all out over full gear? I want to talk to you people. Royal Rumble? <sighs> Ladies, the good ones never win because I don't get to pick them. You guys do. You know, and I think a lot of people, in my head, when you had said all out or full gear, I was like, that was the, they were the same thing. Kevin, it was actually called all out colon full gear this time. I didn't realize it was two separate events. The following category is wrestling event of the decade. Nominees are AEW Double or Nothing 2019, WWE Money in the Bank 2011, WWE SummerSlam 2013, WWE WrestleMania 30 or other ladies this one's easy for me but i know you're a big cody mark so double or nothing 2019 is probably up there for you and it is for me it was a big time in our lives we were in australia get those lights off they've been on too long for gm now epic ricardio roblox who also sent a ninja gini gets lights i love you ricardio you're the best ladies double or nothing was the first pay-per-view wasn't it that was our big event that opened our eyes we saw a human throne for the first time, and that was just the buy-in. And we saw a guy win something that was just as a girl. Double or Nothing was a monumental moment for wrestling this decade. And it was an event that was so good from beginning to end for me. Even the buy-in, I like that battle royal. I know Cornette got off, uh, against it, and there was a lot of people on that side. But I was introduced to so many characters I never knew about, and they all did one thing to tell me who they were. I got Orange Cassidy immediately and laughed so hard. I saw the human throne and my mouth dropped. I knew who the Dark Order was. Each guy did it. Even Billy Gunn did some stuff. MJF won me over in that goddamn battle royal. Billy Gunn might not have been there, but that's good for its chances of winning. But, ladies, <laughs> it's up against some WWE classics. It is, it is the only AEW event that I nominated. Of course, you can do others. But it's up against Money in the Bank 2011, which already won Match of the Year, uh, Decade. Match of the Decade with CM Punk versus Cena. SummerSlam 2013 with D-Bry versus Cena. Or, I'm just going to tell you now, my pick, WrestleMania 30. Uh, I, there, too bad there was no one single Daniel Bryan match on this that could have been on Match of the Decade like his Cena one. Because this was his night. It was his night of the decade. This made me so happy, Vlades. You remember me. What about Royal Rumble? What about Royal Rumble? <laughs> that was me mocking people in, on YouTube because I hated wrestling because Randy Orton won everything. And then it was Randy Orton versus Cena, and Debray kept losing, and Shawn Michaels kicked Debray like that would ever happen. It was the worst. At TLC, they had that match with the two belts up there, and Debray wasn't there. That might have been later. And then the Royal Rumble when <laughs> Rey Mysterio came out at 30, that sucked. The Rock, was that the Roman? Don't tell me. Don't remind me. Someone won it and they shouldn't have. Debray should have won it. Batista, God damn it. I hope he fell down when he went in the ring that time too. So we had everything taken from us. And then in the end, they made it right, Fleeties. They gave us our Daniel Bryan night. It opened with him defeating Triple H to earn the right for Triple Threat main event. Then he defeats, defeats the rest of uh, uh, Evolution. <laughs> of uh, the shield whatever the fuck they were called yeah it was <laughs> evolution i thought i was talking about a girl pay-per-view for a second that's why i laughed all right uh, ladies wrestlemania 30 best single night story since survivor series 98 and the one hero i can root for well after cm punk left daniel bryan we had to fight and claw for every inch he got i kept yelling ladies he's luthez he doesn't have to cut promos let him be a little luthez and have the best match and then they did well, and I mean, I mean, I even enjoy his yes promos and the no promos, and I think that Daniel did develop that character. I am, to be honest, I'm shocked that there wasn't a lot more people selecting other. 
because I did think WrestleMania 30 is the one that stands out because of that Daniel Bryan moment. But it is. I was a little surprised that the people weren't clicking like some of the other WrestleMania. What about the like, streak? Ladies, remember the streak ended. WrestleMania 30 had every WrestleMania moment. There's not. A, oh, sorry. Did Zack Ryder win an IC title at a different one? Because that doesn't matter. That's not a yeah. moment. Zack Ryder's moment isn't my moment, ladies. No, and you're so right. Like when you go, I mean, I was at WrestleMania 32 when Zack Ryder did win an Intercontinental Championship. Uh, and, and I did watch Roman Reigns and Triple H have one of the most boring main events ever. But yeah, this WrestleMania 30 had a great opener in that Triple H versus Daniel Bryan match. And yeah, the streak happened. And remember, we were all behind Cesaro when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. This was the debut of that Battle Royal where we all kind of were assuming it was going to mean something really important. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this was a great event from top to bottom and you can't say that it wasn't. I just thought if we're naming only one WrestleMania, I kind of thought that would incentivize people to say other WrestleMania 29. No, because the, the, there has to be good ones and we pick the good ones. So <laughs> when you pick the good one, there's only shitty ones left. Now there was 27, but none of the matches were good. I just loved that event. So I don't know. I can't put that on just because I liked it. Ladies, you didn't vote and you don't have to. Don't worry. I checked the submissions overwhelmingly the people agree with me again i win another one <laughs> wrestlemania 30 bleedies were you gonna pick a different one just so we know no wrestlemania 30 is what i had voted for earlier in the day i thought now when you did put aew double or nothing on there i did go back and look at the results and i was like what an event that was and it was kind of this huge indie darling event and i really enjoyed uh brit baker winning her only match in aew history and yeah, this was uh, that was a great event, but no question that WrestleMania 30. I mean, in 30 years, we're still going to watch it. Right. There was really only two wrestling events in the decade: WrestleMania 30 and Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing was the first wrestling event in like six years, so it was a big deal. But WrestleMania 30 was a huge deal. The following category is Cinematic Match of the Year. The nominees are the Firefly Funhouse Match, the Boneyard Match. Stadium Stampede in the Swamp Fight. Ladies, we have options on this one that don't even deserve acknowledgement, really. Swamp Fight, go fuck yourself. That match sucked, but it was cinematic. Stadium Stampede, go fuck yourself. Stadium Stampede shirt is the only shirt on uh, AEW Shop slash Pro Wrestling Tees I've ever seen go on sale. Because they're making these shirts to order. They don't have to ever go on sale. You're paying 30 bucks for that Riho shirt no matter how long you wait. This match sucks so much, the shirt was $11. Now we have the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse left. What the fuck? WrestleMania, baby. WrestleMania. This has been the fucking debate of the year. I, we've, since the night, I've been going back and forth on which one's better. One had broken fingers, but one had a fat Eric Bischoff. Bray Wyatt as Eric Bischoff, ladies? How does that lose? You know, for, for me... I, I'm sorry. I know that, that that Firefly Funhouse was fun, but that Boneyard match was just the... It, it, it was the culmination of The Undertaker's career, and it worked so well for me. I got to see all the things I liked about American Badass Undertaker mixed in perfectly with the dead man, mixed in with Metallica, and then he was fighting AJ, and the moment AJ sits up in the casket and does his ha-ha, that's, that's cinematic match of the year. Is there another Dijagini? Sorry, Bleedies, there isn't. I just thought there <laughs> might be. A cinematic match of the year for you is the violent one. Okay. I like Undertaker. He loves Trump. 
I like AJ. He loves Trump more. It's not about how much you donate, Bleedies. I know Undertaker donated more, but AJ loves him more. Having said that, though, Bray Wyatt is wrestler of the year, Bleedies. And this was a big part of it. He beat John Cena clean in a Firefly match. He just had to warp through time a few times, and Cena's head was all fucked up. And, I, and you said the word fun. I think that's perfect to describe the Funhouse match. It was so much fun. You're not old enough to know why. You're, like, young. You were dead back during the Attitude Era. I was alive when Eric Bischoff was cutting the promo that they cut the highlights out of. I remember the SmackDown fist. You weren't even alive then. So all this stuff really hit a, a note for me that doesn't even exist within you. Plus, John Cena lost. That's always important to me. I love the Firefly Funhouse match. I might regret this looking back. When, if I don't pick Boneyard. But you're over here picking a Gallows match for Cinematic Match of the Year. And that's on you. I can't do it. <laughs> the guy from Talking Shopamania? Of course I'm picking Gallows. I'm not going to vote before I look, ladies. I don't want my single vote unless I have to. Unless I have to win it. I don't want my single vote to affect the poll like it has been. Ladies, we're looking at these results. And I'm at the wrong one. I was going to say CM Punk versus John Cena. Just won by a landslide. But that wasn't cinematic, you dumbasses. No, I, I'm an idiot. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Fleeties, holy shit, this was fucking close. Inching out your Boneyard match by only two votes. The Firefly Fun... And I didn't vote, so I wasn't one of the two. I voted separately. I can't believe it even. I mean, AJ Styles won wrestler of the decade with these people by so much. And this is the best AJ we ever got. They love Cena. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little stunned by how close it was, and I'm a little stunned that the, the match that I, I wanted to win lost. So yeah, I think everybody, I mean, and it was what is that the final match of Cena's career, and it was mm -hmm. kind of finally this, this maybe torch passing to the fiend. So yeah, of course, I can see why that gets a big nod, especially in retros in retrospect. That match is more important today than the Boneyard is. Ladies, I'm distributing rewards to the D Live chat. The great Epic Ricardio is the top contributor this stream. He's been the top contributor every stream. Jack Scampoli Brand is in second, then GM Staley. Those are our three Ninja Guinies, Vleeties. I'm going to look at all time. I bet Epic Ricardio is number one all time. What the fuck he is? More than twice GM Staley. Ricardio is such a beautiful man, Vleeties. I bet he even agrees with me, not you, because he, he knows. He knows the Firefly Funhouse match is the best. Now, Vleeties, it could have used Moro Ronaldo, but he was already bullied till he quit by then, huh? You know, uh, yeah, he uh, he definitely had resigned back to NXT, and I don't I don't even think he's there anymore. He's probably doing boxing somewhere on ESPN Plus. And the winner is John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Shocking now, maybe more shocking back then. Because the night of, I was so torn. What could be better between these two? And I was leaning towards the grit of Undertaker and AJ. It had broken fingers, but the fun went out this time. Following category is Wrestling Outsider of the Decade. Nominees are Kane v Velasquez, I can't get his name right, Colin Joss, <laughs> Kevin Federline, at McAfee, Muppets, Snooky, Stephen Amell, yeah, Tyson ladies. Fury. We got the hard ones out of the way early. Come on, Snooky, Kevin Federline. They were there and they were awesome. But Tyson Fury beat Braun Strowman. He's a professional boxer. Ladies, I had a family in Australia. It was my fourth family I lost. 
Well, I guess my my last parent died after. It was my third family, then my fourth family was after. So I was there. In Tyson Fury, I loved boxing, of course. I played Fight Night Champion all night in Australia, missing my babies. And I never got to see Rosanna. What are we talking about? So then as I was playing this, I loved boxing. And then I left Australia because I was kicked out. I lost my family. Tyson Fury hated this. He said, I'm going to go to wrestling and torment Jessica. Kevin's favorite boxer is now on WWE, and she can't hide. Tyson Fury w- drove a car into the side of a bridge at 100 miles per hour in his own mind. He was driving down the highway and imagined doing that because he wanted to die. This guy gained hundreds of pounds after beating, uh, I know this is boxing stuff, but it counts, for beating Vladimir Klitschko. And Klitschko, this, he's scarred by this. He lost to a fat man. He acts like it never happened. He acts like he just lost to Anthony Joshua. The Tyson one don't count. Just the Josh. Joshua's the GOAT. No, he ain't. Tyson Fury will beat him too. Having said that, Bleedies, he's my, uh, my, it, my spirit animal. He has kept me uh, motivated. I'm way funnier than him, and that makes me feel good too. He makes me cringe sometimes when he gets a mic. But Tyson Fury came to WWE, and he broke all the rules, and he won. And I'm a little worried by this because I have the results here, and I'm a little worried that there is recency bias because this is of the decade. So we're talking 2010 ending December 31st, 2019, and I think the winner is getting a huge bump because of what he's doing currently in 2020. Because clearly, yeah, Tyson Fury, his work last year was outstanding. Uh, I really enjoyed Stephen Amell's match at SummerSlam. I, people Please, probably forget about it. Tyson Fury beat Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel 2019. I'm going to need you to wake the fuck up and know when this shit happened. If I come on here and talk to you about how awesome this was in 2019, you better not have thought I did that in 2020. No, I'm talking about Pat McAfee. Everybody's oh, okay. Shooting, okay. Everyone, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> everyone's voting for Pat McAfee. And I'm thinking, like, was he that great in 2019? He was just kind of the commentator. Like, remember he was on that SmackDown because Triple H needed him? Like, I, I don't know. I just don't think that what he did in 2019 or 18 is anywhere near what Tyson Fury did. Or even, I, I'd even stuck either up. Ladies, it was Crown Jewel 2019. Our wrestlers were held hostage on a plane. And our friend Pat McAfee had to take a private jet that belonged to Jim Ursay. And he took (laughs) it to SmackDown to be on commentary to help out Hunter. As the NXT class took over SmackDown that night, Pat McAfee posed in the ring with them. He did commentary and did a great job. I know that might be his biggest highlight, though, pre-2020. But I guess I watched the Pat McAfee show and I got to... See his training video. That was 2022. God, he was kind of loosely involved, but you're right. Not really like he is now. Now, he could be outsider of the year, but that doesn't exist because it's obviously him. So we couldn't even make that category. Ladies, let's explore others and come back. I was never going to go to Pat McAfee anyway, but maybe we won't come back to him. We also have Kane Velasquez, the MMA fighter who might have bombed in WWE. But, Bleedies, this is wrestling outsider. And even though he made it to the biggest stage, WWE, he worked hard in Mexico before that. Highlights of him with a mask on went viral because he was so fucking good in the ring. Now, he came to the big leagues, and that's something that we should give him credit for and not take credit away for. I love the Brock match. That head kick was so realistic, and I thought he was going to win. That is a realistic match that happened. A lot of ra- matches end in the first round. Bleedies, I like Kane. Colin Jost is there. He said, is any of this stuff even real? So right off the bat, we hate him. He's geezy to us. 
But we also like that moment. Kevin Federline took a FU from John Cena. Who could forget? You already trashed Pat McAfee. And the Muppets were on that Raw where Jake Hager looked into the camera during his promo when he wasn't supposed to. Who could forget, Fleeties? And, of course, Snooki won at WrestleMania. She should have been a heel, but she was a babyface. That might hurt her tonight. Are you really that big of a Stephen Amell fan that you want Green Arrow? What did he even do? Remind me. He was in a tag team match. It was him and uh, I can't remember who we teamed with, but I know that it was against Stardust, who was awesome, and Wade Barrett. And I remember watching this match because Stephen Amell actually was training and, like, getting ready to compete in a wrestling match. And he took some bumps from Wade Barrett that I was like, what the fuck? This guy, like, I'm expecting... I'm expecting a Kevin Federline match, but I'm getting a, a Lawrence Taylor match where it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's actually taking this seriously and actually can work. So, you know, in about 21 years when he shakes off that green, I think Stephen Mill is going to be a great wrestler. But I thought that match was outstanding, and I, I, I'm surprised that it got no love. Teaching Pat McAfee about makeup wipes over here. Hectic evening, but so much fun. Um, what all went down? What transpired? Tell me your thoughts. Uh, it, just a fun night. I mean, it was so chaotic <laughs> that there was no time to prepare for anything. No time to get stressed about anything. I mean, we got the call uh, pretty last minute. I found out last night when we knew that there were some uh, mechanical issues over in Saudi Arabia. Ha, ha, that I was ha. probably doing commentary, ha, but maybe ha, I was ha. doing backstage interviews. I really didn't ha, know. Ha, ha. Until later today, they're like, terrorists. They're not us. We have mechanical issues. Americans, terrorists, hold you hostage. Okay, you're doing right. it. So yeah. here we are. Yeah, and much like I got the text at 1:42 p.m. That from today took from our this roster. Rage that says, "Have you heard there have been some travel issues? Uh, can you make your way to Buffalo?" Jim Irsay, owner of the Colts, uh, literally lent me his plane. So I. I already told you that story, Bleedies. Don't worry about it. Ayako Akiyama is about to sing. Thank you, Ricardo. Drumming right here. <laughs> Spackerel loves drumming. I heard you slowly. I realize the night is past. I'm feeling so temporary. Looking forward to that. He's got mean biceps, though. 
tonight is about letting in the Phoenix tonight. You wouldn't believe the 2020 we've had, please. You wouldn't believe the decade we've had. And it's that pain that we get to revisit tonight in awards, please. Sorry, I was jamming out still. I love that song. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at the D-Live and there was some people were, were saying some things about D-Live that it might've been a little laggy, which is upsetting on Slammy. Ladies, we don't care. We're doing the show. We're not watching it. They can download it later. We have a Slammys to do. Fuck them. Ladies, outsider of the decade. Not Nathan. Don't worry about Nathan. I hate D-Live right now. Now I'm going to be thinking about this. So thank you. Please, so, uh, go ahead. Can I make a case for Colin Jost, though? Because, you know, I actually really enjoyed his involvement at that WrestleMania. It gave a little bit more. It gave that celebrity feel to a match that didn't really, that had, has become a little useless, that Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Why not have the Saturday Night Live guys in there? I thought they were hilarious. I thought it was fun to hear him talk about it in interviews. So I give them a lot of credit for bringing that notoriety to, to wrestling. I'm voting Tyson Fury. I can't deal with this shit category anymore. Steven, I'm Mel. I got to hear about I gotta hear about Snooki from you. Please, you tell me Pat McAfee's wrestler outsider of the decade. I can't vote for him. All right, but you actually leaked to me the results. Stop telling me them. You shouldn't even be looking at them until we vote. That's going to dictate your vote, and we don't want that. So now I'm going to oh. look at – well, we're only already halfway done, so nothing like getting it right now, ladies. Tell me how the fucking feed's doing. Is it green or red? It's green. I see it. Anyways, outsider I of the window. I closed that window. It's gone. Uh, overwhelmingly, outsider of the decade, Pat McAfee. And again, decade. I did nominate him, though. He was involved before 2020. I'm just having trouble finding examples besides that one promo we started playing. I feel like he started really getting his likeness involved with that terrorist attack on our roster. Of course, he was associated with Triple H pre then. But all is like when he kicked that guy, Adam Cole, wasn't that this year of ladies? Uh, that was this year. That was 2020. That's what I'm worried about is that a lot of people were uh, that a lot of people were thinking, oh, 2020 has been so great. I love what he's doing right now in NXT. Uh, That's so on that me. I tricked everyone. I shouldn't even have put them. They don't know that it's the deadline is that day. But ladies, Pat McAfee has a vote. Tyson Fury has my vote. You get to decide if we're going to go to second place. Or if you want to disagree with one of us, this is what you wanted. Power. Take it, ladies. Tyson Fury, 100%. He had a great decade in, in all in all. And when he joined WWE, it was like the perfect build, the way they had it, the way they built it, and they turned Braun heel just for this little, this little program. And I thought it worked well. And I know a lot of people were hating on it, but to see Tyson Fury, a legit heavyweight champion boxer, involved with wrestling, I mean, it brought a lot of buzz. Boxing legend, Tyson Fury. He went in there with Braun Strowman, the future WWE champion. Braun Strowman hated it. Braun Strowman said he wants more. And that's why he got a title opportunity months later for whining about this. Getting to <laughs> feud with fucking wrestler, or the outsider of the decade. Here we go. Do you know what, Braun? I'm a fan of yours. I have been for a while. And you know why I was at Friday Night Smackdown with my family? We were there to see you. I didn't know he was Aussie. Because for the last few months, all my <laughs> kids have been talking about is how many trucks you flipped over, 
Next See, when we chant what, that means we like the promo. Remember, he smashed. Uh, he was that means he's doing a good job. We're chanting what at Lawler, not at him. We're mad at Lawler. This guy to get those hands. Get these ungrateful fucks out of that arena. Where's COVID when you need it? Who's chanting what at Tyson Fury? Bron, you say you know a lot about find, me. Find this so girl. So let's get one thing clear Find her. Now. Find this I'm guy. I'm out of my element he's in any dead. ring. <laughs> and you know the best thing about it? I'm going to prove that at the crown jewel, when the heavyweight champion of the world steps into your ring, you're gonna be looking up off your back because I'm gonna knock you out. The following category is for the king of sleaze. The nominees are Jim Coronet, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Ryan, Kevin Scampoli, Age, Sammy Guevara, I can't have my fun. Stacy can't have her fun. You can't have fun anymore. No, you can't. Not with Twitter as our government telling us about the election. Like they have. Like, why are you telling me that? What do you care about election security? Oh yeah, you're the government. You're the deep state. The deep state took control of them years ago. Ladies, I used to wonder was CNN always like this? Because I used to think they were news. But look at Twitter. That wasn't always like this. What happens is the deep state gets their fucking clenches on something and take it over behind our back. And then we wake up one day and it's a fucking Biden site. Having said this, we have a category to vote for. King of sleaze, the right wing conservatives of the uh, nominees. The great Jim Cornette loves Trump, right? He is a king of sleaze and wants to have fun. He was under fire for having a fat wife years ago. Then he got under fire for having a fat wife that fucked everyone. So uh, really, this fat wife is not good for his image. Jimmy Havoc, ladies, went to rehab for rape. And no one else on this list did. They just got fired. So uh, maybe that next extra step to get better is going to save him the embarrassment of winning. Joey Ryan, please, had to make a 52-minute video that I saved three backups of just in case. And he let <laughs> us know that that girl said happy birthday to him, so he didn't. She, that means she wanted him to finger her. That, that wasn't against her will. Ladies, Joey Ryan, in many ways, is the face of this category. He was the king of sleaze as a character. That was his name. And he really was the enzyme that took down two continents of rapists in wrestling. On top of this, ladies, he's against Paige. You know she had leaks a few years ago. I guess that makes this a decade award as well. King of Sleaze, the great Paige, Fleeties. I jerked off to her almost as much as I did to that Charlotte leg hook. It turns out, I mean, Sasha leg hook by Charlotte. It turns out once they take their clothes off, they're not as sexy. You get sick of them. Fleeties, Sammy Guevara raped Sasha Banks. Of course he's on this list. Even Forbes wrote about us and him and how we're not rapists, but he is. Then Velveteen Dream, Fleeties. What school do you go to? He was the uh, token black guy of rapists this year, and he was the face of NXT's Predators, and he kept his job without rehab. So he's such a criminal, he gets away with it. Maybe he wins, Vlidis. You know, for me, when, when I saw the nominees, this was a fun category because you can make an argument for everyone. Uh, I'm going with who had the most porn, who's the most sleazy. I mean, sorry, Paige. You might have kids that you don't know about. Remember that awesome comment like that her yeah. boss made? So... I, when I thought of like the sleaziest person of, of the year or the decade, whatever it has, when when I saw that list of individuals, she was like the automatic, like, 
None of these other people I watch pull a dildo out of their ass. You've never so been I'm, in love? I'm so confused here. Lady, she didn't release it. It wasn't for us. It was Brad Maddox's brother or something. And he sent it to me, and then I released it. So, Lady, she was in love. Why is she sleazy for having sex? Just because you saw it? Well, that's your fault. Don't watch it. No, it's she's sleazy because I watched her have sex with Xavier Woods while Brad Maddox recorded it. It was just like interesting. And I watched uh, I watched somebody come on the NXT Women's Championship. So yeah, you've never like... been in love. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, that was one of the best videos ever. The, my favorite page videos, the solo one where she's just laying down jerking off, and she moves. The, you don't know she's jerking off for the first half. Then she moves the camera down to her vagina, and she's jerking that thing. I finished to that one a lot. Maybe I have finished a page more than Sasha. She might be the king of sleaze. No, <laughs> this is a, let's see. Um, <laughs> we didn't even say me. Bleedies, I'm on the list and I didn't read it because I don't think I should be. Kevin Scampoli she is not sleazy. He's, he likes vaginas. Is that so bad? Bleedies, I have a vagina fetish and I get punished for it three times a week. Yeah, people get mad at you for the vagina fetish, but you that's... I mean, that's you're admiring the female figure in a way that none of us were able to. Yeah, these people have never been in love. They don't know what it feels like to love vaginas like I do. To have this sick fetish that's only mine in 2020. Everyone else wants to have a vagina and suck dick. Me, I got a dick. I want a vagina. Having said that, my vote counts more. I'm a cis white male. And I have to, I can't pick. Sammy Guevara raped a girl. I, honestly, though, it must come down to Velveteen and Cornette for me. I know Jimmy Havoc is the, not Cornette, what? Joey Ryan and Velveteen for me. Jimmy Havoc is the closest thing to a real rapist on the list, but he went to rehab. True. Well, but Velveteen, I mean, he gave us those awesome sounders. It's hard to take away Velveteen's prize. You know, what school do you go to? And he got away with it. So that's super sleazy because it's like, did he get away with it? I don't know if he did. Yeah, Kevin, he, what's a ninja? All he had to do was turn hail. Bleedies, what did you say? What's a ninja? I'm not answering till I know why you're asking. <laughs> you should. Something happened with a ninja. I'm getting all kinds of text messages. This is to my personal phone about a ninja. Turn these lights on. Oh, but I have to hear a song, ladies, right now. Ninjet means we hear a song right now. A ninjet is 10 ninja guineas. Did Ayako do this? It's only her that would. She loves me. It's Ayako who did it. She gets all the credit. A slammy for the, for the ninjet. I legit didn't even look. I'm just like, who can afford a ninjet here? Ayako! <laughs> She's a nurse! <laughs> it must have been Ayako! Ladies, the rest are Nathan, and they're 19-year-old, 26-year-olds. They're very confused about their self-image. It's like how some guys want to be girls like Nyla. Some 19-year-olds want to be 27 like Nathan. <laughs> well, and Nathan's name is always confusing. I think there's a 19 in it, but he tells me he's my age. So I trust <laughs> that he's my age, but if I ever meet him in person, he's going to be younger. I know. Let's hear like Ayako. I'm sorry, ladies. The lights interrupted you, not me. It was the lights talking. I have to hear Ayako again. We heard Fiend Dreams twice because the great Ricardio played it. Trapped in my mind, we're going to go out with a different one tonight. Let's hear our typical outro now and appreciate the great Ayako for dropping the first Ninjet. Ever on D Live. You see, I'm trapped in my mind. Oh, I'm going to me. Oh, I don't think I'll ever go. You see, the walls are so high. We gotta figure out who won this after, Bleedies. The King of Sleeves. I don't know which way to go. I 
dick in it which i don't want to show because that's inappropriate but there's one with like a a purple eggplant like emoji over the dick and then people will know why i do this all the time if i can show that more ladies i'm sorry i couldn't find nyla rose's leaks quicker i had a whole song to do it you know what i'm very happy that you didn't um and i'm very happy that i closed our stream window because I almost don't want to see that. I know that I'm very, very liberal and I'm very forward thinking. I don't want to see whatever is under underneath the robe. And the winner is... What the fuck, ladies? I picked Velveteen Dream. Wait, did I? Did I even pick yet? <laughs> ladies, I picked Velveteen Dream. He is the guy that got away with it. He just turned heel. Having said that, our chat picked someone else. I shouldn't have played winner yet. Ladies, who did you pick for King of Sleaze officially? I, I'm officially going Paige. I think that Paige was unbelievably sleazy in a good way. Wow, okay. We have a three-way tie. Vladis is a sexist and goes with the only woman on the list. I guess he wants to re reward her. It's like WWE Evolution, but in a slammy. So we have yeah. Paige being a big whore to him, but just being in love to the rest of us. She has kids she doesn't know about, but she can still love. Then, Bleedies, uh, I picked Velveteen Dream because he, he had sex with teenage men. That, boys. But the chat picked Kevin Scampoli. What the hell is that about, Bleedies? What makes me so sleazy? Because I fell in love with Aiko? Uh, 
Yeah, what does that mean? Is it is, does this include like the uh, the hot sauce up the ass? Like, what is all sleazy to these people? Maybe it's that song I made called Gook Friend. Uh, let's see. Let's watch that and see it. This might have something to do with it. Gook Friend. haven't fallen in love like this doesn't come from a sleazy place it comes from love i can imagine ayako's private parts if i love her and that was ayako's song of course it was about my g-word friend i don't say that anymore it's only i can say it artistically through music ladies i did want her to love me suck me fuck me but not in a sleazy way yeah i was gonna so that's oh i get what you mean now have you ever been in love because when you're in love if you want to be sucked and fucked it's okay yeah it's okay to think that yeah, it's not recreational. It's medical. It's like it's part of something that you're in love with, not something you're in want with. Lo- uh, love is needed, not wanted, ladies. And I don't have it. Having said and that, love- I am not a sleaze. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, and love is love. So Velveteen Dream, his act of loving young boys, I mean, that's not sleazy. That's just love is love. Here's the thing. Our three-fifths of a vote, our second place, does go to Velveteen. Finally, our three-fifths of a vote won one, Bleedies. Up until now, it just made things more confusing. But our three-fifths knows that the black guy is a big rapist of boys. <laughs> he definitely got away with it, too. Like, Triple H to say, well, we, we, we did our investigation, and, and there was nothing there. It's like, there was a lot there that Kevin found, and he wasn't an, an investigator on the case. Thank you so, so they definitely much. weren't looking. Sorry, Bleedies. Thank you so much, Ayako Akiyama. I didn't even confirm. I'm not going to thank till I see it. All right, I see an ice cream from G-Cake. I see five lemon from Gilbert. I see one ninjet from Ayako. I see 17 lemon from... Where's your ninjet, Ayako? Is she bull... There it is, ladies! I read it! It's real! She said, Merry Christmas, Kevin. I love you. I love you more, Ayako. You're my only friend because Tyler doesn't talk to me anymore. Thank you, Ayako Akiyama. The following category is Tag Team of the Year. FTR. Oh, hold on. Start over. The following category is Tag Team of the Year. And the nominees are FTR, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, Street Profits, Young Bucks. You're going to make this hard for me, ladies, because you said Street Profits last night, and they're my favorite team. In the world, I think they're the best tag team in the world right now. Having said that, they did have that Eric Rowan and the other Viking feud. Remember Rowan and the other Viking? Where they were chasing him on top of a bus? Like, that was the worst. And that was this year. They did a Monday night after the weekend update thing, and that was terrible. I think that was this year. Now, they rebounded huge. I love this team's entrance. I love their matches. I love when they're backstage. I love when they're beating New Day. I love when they're cutting promos about why they're better than New Day, right in front of New Day. And they're so fucking right. They won two slammies on the WWE slammies that I saw tonight. They won Tag Team of the Year for them, and they also won Breakout Stars of the Year. Uh, But, Vladis, WWE liked when Eric Rowan was a Viking. We didn't. We liked when he had that cage with the spider in it. So if we're going to have to judge for the whole year 
Street Profits are actually are going to lose some points with me. You know, as soon as you reminded me of the Viking Profits, I was like, oh my gosh, that was really bad. Remember they were playing golf and bowling? <laughs> yeah, so they definitely lose a lot of points there. Uh, but I just think their work throughout the entirety of the year is enough to redeem them. Like, you look at, other than that Viking Profits shit, you look at the the actual, like, from WrestleMania to where we're at now, It's like it seems like the Street Profits have been the most entertaining like they are the tag team division and like when I, I with raw i'm just watching raw and like having new day and the hurt business be the only two tag teams it's like wow raw was way better when the street profits were the only tag team here just so you know though vladies that uh street profits viking raider stuff started in april and it didn't end till late june and uh, <laughs> also the weekend update thing was january 20th I mean, this stuff counts a lot more than the stuff I loved, I feel like. Because I will never, even if I like the profits, I'm not going to suddenly like when they had to do shitty things. And the great thing about Montez is how we can take any shitty thing, it seems like, and make it fun to watch and enjoyable. And like he's having real fun and God is good, etc. But none of this was fun, even when he did it. And when we look at Tag Team of the Year, Bleedies, Kenny Omega and Adam Page is there. Remember, Adam Page, this, is what, this was his year and we loved him. This was his year for wrestler of the year, and he didn't win. And a lot of it was in this tag team where he's bickering with his partner. He's bickering with the elite. He was that alcoholic on BTE and on Dynamite that we loved. And I'm going to be really sad if Adam Page doesn't win anything tonight. Uh, he might have won tag team match of the year, but that's not a slammy, so he didn't. Uh, Bleedies, I haven't named my pick, uh, and there's only two I haven't named yet. So now that I've taken Street Profits down a peg, I've tried to sell you on Adam Page. Where does FTR, Young Bucks, and Nia Jax all come in? Who do you pick? You know, I do enjoy the the other team that you named of Adam Page and Kenny Omega. I like them. The Young Bucks, I'm not going to be able to give it to them because uh, be just do you remember when we super kicked you right in the <laughs> It's like they had that annoying storyline. They just have not done anything all year. It's strange that, I mean, they won the belts, but it's still, you know, it took them a while. It took them like a year of... Well, we can't just give ourselves the belts immediately, so we gotta wait a little bit. And then with FTR, there was so much hype about them coming in, but then when they got there and you like the promos they were cutting, you know, it's like ah, I kind of understand why WWE had these guys just wrestle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they they were bragging about no, we're promo cutters. It's like no, nah, you're not. You're really not. You have a manager Tully who wasn't even the promo cutter in his faction today. So. It's it, it's a weird vibe that I get from them. And then, obviously, Nia Jax and Shayna are great. But as far as a tag team of the entire year, I mean, her and Shayna, they're still not even friends to this day. Do you remember when we super kicked you right in the face? Not only can they... That's the good promo cutter, by the way. That's the funny one. He's trying to say it that way. It's on purpose. That's part of why I like it. But, uh, ladies, not only can they not cut promos, they can't react to them. The Acclaimed came out and cut promo of the year with that freestyle on Wednesday. And they're trying to, like, smirk or feel something. It looked like a Kirushita trying to feel something. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Music makes all of us feel something unless we're the Young Bucks. And we don't know what to look like. So I, don't, I agree with you. Young Bucks are not tag team of the year. Uh, Street Profits, I already worked against them. But I'm shocked to see you hate Nia and Shayna because they might be my pick, and I believe they are. They were in the match of the year, Women's Survivor Series match. They've been around longer than you think. You watch Hulu, so you didn't see them for a while. There was at least eight. <laughs> there was at least nine weeks of putting Lana through a table, so that's two months. And I, I love them because their feud before it was even good. Remember when Nia f punched the fucking plexiglass and it just fell on Shayna? 
I was I still talk about it. Now everyone else forgot. So I liked why they got together. It's because look, we're better than everyone. No, if we keep fighting, no one's gonna win. We're just gonna destroy each other. We're the best. We should get together and dominate, and that's what they did. The promos were amazing. Uh, Nia Jax made the boob on the back joke with Shayna that got replayed for three weeks. So uh, Vince loved it. I, I legitimately picked Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. As my tag team of the year because they didn't make me cringe like Kenny Omega. They're not short, fat guys like FTR. They didn't have a weekend update like Street Profits. And the Young Bucks are children. You know, I'm going to have to stick with uh, the Street Profits. I think that as far as... No, I agree that I do enjoy uh, Shayna Baszler. And and even uh, my my son was watching them tonight. He was a big fan of, of that tag team match with Asuka and Charlotte. But uh, And you're so right. On Hulu, I think they were getting... That Lana going through a table thing, I remember they were like, for the past five weeks. I was like, what? That's a long time. I haven't seen these guys in, in a few months. Hold so, on. Yeah, I didn't vote yet, please. I didn't vote yet. I didn't vote. Look, I didn't click it. What about Kenny Omega and Adam Page? Fleeties, Kenny Omega wasn't the whole team. Adam Page was there. Remember I used to play WWE 2K20 as them with Ty Love when he was my friend before he didn't talk to me anymore? Uh, they were awesome. How come they're not winning? No, and that you know what? There's a very, very good chance that they should be winning. Yeah, they, they absolutely uh, – I mean, as far as matches goes, I mean, I would rather watch a Kenny Omega and Adam Page match over a Street Profits tag match. But so, what does that make me if I pick it? Because weren't we all against them even being together? Like, what not this a waste of both? I don't know if I ever said that, but I feel like I read it. Ladies, how did I feel about this tag team earlier in the year? Remind me. You were more okay with them than I was because I was talking about, like, why are we wasting two of the top single baby faces and putting them in this thing and putting them in a tag team? And, like, we have all of these amazing tag teams surrounding the company, that you know, with SCU and the Jurassic Express. And I, I mean, every time it's a tag team, the, the Young Bucks got to bring them in. And Young Bucks brag about having this, this huge tag team division, but the tag team champions weren't even a tag team. Don't so that, you that remember, Vlitis, when Adam Page was going to do the flipping clothesline to his partner, and then he didn't? This is tag yeah. team of the year. This is tag team of the year. <laughs> it's been settled. And no, you're, you're right. They are the tag team of the year as far as the story that they were telling, even as tag team champions, was so good. It was so riveting because it was like, are they going to break up? It's a will they, won't they? And we all love a good will they, won't they? Just like The Office. And the winner is... The chat agrees, please, with you. Adam Page and Kenny Omega got my vote, but they lost by almost double digits wow. to the Street Profits. Wow. I, I guess I can't be sad because it is my favorite team. I think they're the best team in the world, but that's because Kenny and Adam aren't together anymore. Interesting decisions. I was shocked when you picked it. I didn't even look at the Street Profits total. I saw Kenny and Adams and thought they won, so I tried to steal one. And it worked against me, Bleedies. You picked another one. Street Profits are the tag team of the year, according to this cult. And, and they had a great year. I mean, as far as tag team wrestling in the WWE, it's slim pickings. And like I said, watching the New Day in the Hurt Business, I was like, wow, I miss the Street Profits. Like, and the Street Profits are making Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler look, look great. So, yeah, there's plenty more to look forward to from the Street Profits where it's like, anyone else? Not really. The following category is Feud of the Year. And the nominees are AJ Styles, Stoss Undertaker's wife. Rick Baker has a swollen jar. Cody Mentor 
It's whipped by MJF. Chris Jericho squeezes Mimosa out of Orange Cassidy. Hikaru Shida conquers the Man Beast twice. Jey Uso challenges the head of the table. Or Messiah torments the Mysterios. Let's start with that, Bleedies. Even Geezy knows this. These are ninjet lights, Bleedies. I'm going to keep them on. I almost turned them off. Um, with uh, the Messiah feud, even Geezy knows about that. When your co-host on Real Bleedies every Tuesday and Thursday got back into wrestling, it was all Rollins versus the Mysterios. Then they went to the other show and kept it going. Buddy Murphy <laughs> was in there. Sure, we didn't love it at first, but we all loved it by the end. But uh, it deserves a nomination, even if you guys are going to snub it like I know you will. Recency bias might help Jey Uso challenging ahead of the table, but I feel like if it was recency bias, Kevin Owens would be there. Jey Uso was beautifully powerful. Those matches they had told such great stories and it was Roman doing dialogue, doing monologues during them. And that's part of what made his character so great. So that's near the top for me. Akira Shida beat the guy, so it just needs to be acknowledged. Don't talk about the Mimosa match unless you pick it. Uh, Tony, uh, Tony, Cody, Vleeties. Vleeties, Cody was the protege, excuse me, the mentor to MJF, who was his protege. We know MJF had to find Jericho as his replacement mentor after he would betray Cody and all that. That happened last year. But it was this year when Cody got whipped by MJF. The bulk of that feud was 2020, and some would say the best parts. Britt Baker, we love her, and she had a swollen jaw. And Vleeties, your wrestler of the decade. AJ Styles fought The Undertaker, and he stalked his wife. He talked shit about his wife going into the match. What buildup had you at the most ready to explode? Gosh, I mean that's that's tough because for me, look looking at everything and like just I, I really had it down to and now the AJ and stuff, um, I did enjoy because it was cool to see Michelle back. I know that's like nostalgic wrestling fan and me, like, oh yeah, they're married in real life. Uh, so that was fun, and I like that they acknowledged that she was pretty much stealing AJ's move uh, when she was the women's champion or the divas champion, but. When I think of a feud, like it's it's it is really tough because this year really seems like it was built around that Messiah bullshit. But here's the problem: although it was bullshit, it was still like I I I had I was watching it. I wanted to see it. It gave us a Leah Mysterio, and even though it was getting stale and old, they would find a new thing to kind of like. All right, they're gonna do more matches, I guess. And I feel like it's still going on because Murphy is hanging out with Leah still, so it's not like. It's not like it's over. So this this feud is still continuing, which means it is a blood feud. But, I mean, th there's nothing more emotional than that Jey Uso and Roman Reigns feud. I just think that that was the... Like, there, there were people that were starving for Roman Reigns to turn heel. And this was the perfect... Because Fiend didn't even get a rematch. It was supposed to be, hey, rematch clause time. That never even happened. It was just, okay, Fiend, you're out of here. We're going to do Roman and I think they made a, a great decision by doing so. GM Staley, just get your student loans forgiven like a real American. Also, I have to apologize to the chat on behalf of ladies. When he said fuck them about the chat earlier because it was skipping for them, that was so <laughs> unprofessional. Ladies, feud of the year is easy. You're making it too hard. Cody Rhodes, okay? Remember he used to cut good promos before he dyed his hair black? That was part of this feud last <laughs> year. This is like MJF versus Cody was as good as a feud can get. This could be on the decade list in 10 years. Uh, and again, some of it was into last year, but the best parts were this year. The, the I loved MJF. He was at a fever pitch my love for mjf at this time i couldn't wait for this match the whipping scene 
Could have been promo of the year if body language could count a little more. Ladies, I'm going to vote for Cody getting whipped by MJF. But if you love the head of the table, I completely understand. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't want to take too much away from that MJF feud because I did enjoy it. I mean, obviously it was standing Cody's promo, like, you can have this ring, you can have this, the, you know, giving everything, and then MJF wanted to whip him. And the whipping was, like, intense. It was like, good, goodness gracious, this is real. And Cody's putting it all putting it all out there. But I, I got to give that, that nod to Jey Uso. For somebody who, I mean, we've joked about it before. Like, what if Jey Uso or Jimmy Uso just won the fucking Royal Rumble? Like, let's just throw a huge wrench into wrestling math. And I wanted to see that. And then I finally, wow, Jey Uso is, is number one contender almost by way of Roman Reigns getting involved. But Roman set the whole thing up because he wanted to pretty much bully his family member because his family member wouldn't acknowledge him. I mean, just, just Roman creepily saying, acknowledge me, is, is all I need. And the winner is... Britt Baker has a swollen jaw, got zero votes. I can't believe that. That is the first one I've seen to get no votes. Ladies, the people agree with Ryan Van Fleet again. The TWFS Hall of Famer shows Jay Uso challenging the head of the table. Second place agreed with me, so I just get three-fifths of a vote to help me out, and it's not enough to overcome Jay Uso challenging the head of the table. Cody and MJF, your work was so fucking incredible. These people are retards. Fleeties, you are right when you said fuck them earlier. I don't know what they're thinking. How are you going to tell me Jay Uso can stand up to Cody versus MJF. Britt Baker is probably my favorite wrestler, like at AEW, and it just makes me laugh that, like, had yeah, no votes because all I can imagine when I see Big Swole and Britt Baker is that terrible dentist office match, and everybody just kind of going, like, what the fuck is happening? And I was the same way. Like, why are we, why are we opening a pay-per-view with, with whatever that was? The following category is promo of the year. Nominees are... Eddie Kingston and Mox bringing up Eddie's mother. Edge has grit. Jeff Hardy is the bar. Kevin Owens sits at the head of the table. Liv Morgan was betrayed. MJF and Chris Jericho order steak and sing. This is MJF's laying down promo. Undertaker's close-up monologue to AJ Styles. This is not going to be an easy choice, ladies, and that's why we have to watch them all in full. We're going to be here all night. Get your six-hour uh, hourglass turned over. We're doing 12. Here's Shivani, get out of the ring! You think this is a game, John? You think this is a game? I'm going to destroy you Saturday. You understand that? On the 7th, I'm going to ruin you, and I'm going to take that championship. I'm going to hand it to my mother. And I'm going to tell him, Ma, the reason why you don't have a grandchild is because of this. The reason why I didn't give you a daughter-in-law is because of this. Because this is all that matters in our sport. No other championship means that much. Only this championship. And you're holding it. So I got to take you out. I had to sell out. I had to become everything I hated. It's too late for me, John. You ain't saving nobody. And I'm taking that championship from you. Hey, Jason. I, I know. I'm a little older. I know I'm a little bit grayer. I know I got some crow's feet. What? But it's the roadmap that got me here. 
Show me. <laughs> and I have one thing, one thing that you can't fabricate, you can't fake, you can't force down someone's throat and tell them that you have unless you have it. And the way you know is you look someone dead in the eye. I have grit. Isn't it weird that the fake crowd's so loud it sounds empty without it now? Like, there's people there and it sounds like no one's there. Here we go, Jeff Hardy. Stiff competition here. <laughs> Good set for this one. Slaunter, Jeff. <laughs> I am so glad you could make it. Hey, how about a shot to take the edge off? No, thanks. Can I have a cup? All right, boss. Take care of that, will you? The hat. I want you out for Jeff. He's taking it out for the fight. He doesn't like bartenders. He should come to the ring with that hair if he takes his hat off. What the fuck? Where's the promo? What? Where's the promo, Bleedies? Jeff Hardy's supposed to say, I'm this fucking bar and I'm that TV. Remember, Bleedies? That might win, huh? Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm surprised you were like, we got to listen to them all. No, there's. we already know the promo of the year is... On that window over there. And all of us were like, what the fuck is he talking about? Other than just giving us sounders for the rest of our lives. It was a great promo and it was a great match. Jeff Hardy's that table over there and Kevin Owens is the head of him. Kevin now just rearranging furniture. And now it's always on chair. <laughs> Goodbye, Corey. And it's payback time for Kevin Owens. Are you, you watching, Roman? Are you watching? Because huh? I've been watching you. This is your family? Where are you? Oh. This is happening to your family. Oh. Because of you. Oh. You want people to fear you? I fear no one. He's cheating. This is why in RPs and EFEDs, you're not allowed to attack the pro opponent during your promo. You're always going to win promo with a year. Including you. We got to wait till he sits at the table. What a moment this was. The one end of SmackDown I remembered an hour later. Punt him. He's going to punt him like Orton. He sees it. Blackface rep is back. You got a problem with me? Come say it to my face. My blackface rep. Come on, Roman. I was okay. Come on, Roman. Come find me. Come find me. I'm the head of this table. Oh, goodness. Come on, Roman. Stun him. Stun this fuck. Oh. Well, by the way, ladies, while we're watching this, don't you love Jey Uso's new shirt that says, I'm going to get him? <laughs> yeah, I do like that shirt. It's funny that I saw it on WWE Shop this morning, and I was like, I don't remember him saying that, but I love it. And then I, and then as soon as I was watching TLC tonight, I was like, oh, yeah, he says that like all the time now. That's his thing. Remember He's you used to watch wrestling? Too. When you watched wrestling, you were the best. Now you just go to WWE Shop sometimes. That shirt was on TV. <laughs> Where are you? Ah, I don't know Look at him, head of the table. I'll be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> See? Where'd he go?
getting through our differences, Chris. MJF and Jericho. I mean, come on. Manipulating Just each other. Just picture it. Us. MJF's manipulating him. Together. Don't trust him, you old fuck. <laughs> Paper sticks to the wall Like the seashore clings to the sea Like you'll never get a radio Alright, you ain't winning Undertaker, AJ Styles, Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid song Shut up Or should I say Alan Jones Here we go Where's the I mean, music? since we're being real now Like wallpaper sticks to you know, a For such a, a small tombstone. man, you got a really big mouth and I don't know if you have a big set or you're just really that stupid. Ladies, this thing goes on Either for way, four minutes. Of the Undertaker hitting a single cash. take. Here we go. I'm sure you thought by dropping some pipe bombs, you'd get under my skin. Son, I've heard a lot worse from far better than you. And although I must admit there are some truths to what you've been saying. You said maybe 10, 15 years ago, you probably wouldn't want to try me. You're damn right you wouldn't want to. You were content being a big fish in a little pond because you knew back then you didn't have what it takes to hang with the Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock. Or the fake Undertaker, even. But ladies, that thing went on forever. What a promo. Going through them all. I thought I'd like the singing one more looking back, but I can't stomach that right now. Bleedy's Edge had grit, and it seems to stand above until you remember Eddie Kingston. How do I have to pick between the two E's? This was a really good category because there, there were so many good options. That, that Undertaker promo I do like, but as far as memor like being memorable, I kind of forgot most of that. I do enjoy that it brings up AJ like being a TNA and we're like refusing to come to the big leagues and play ball. Uh, but yeah, you, you're so right where it's like, I, that Eddie Kingston is fresh in our brains, so I think that gives it a huge advantage. And I, I do enjoy the uh, imagery that he gives us of, you know, here's why you don't have any kids like our grandchildren because of this. I'm thir he's 39 years old or 40 years old, and he's, you know, I'm this guy. So I, I enjoy that promo. But for me, again, I mean, Jeff Hardy is the bar. I don't know why. He's fighting a guy from the bar, but he is the bar. <laughs> we didn't even really get to acknowledge MJF slaying down promo, but that's because that was messed up by their Kevin Dunn. The camera was in the wrong spot. They were up top trying to zoom in. He wasn't centered right, or the camera wasn't. So it was just a production nightmare. Still a good promo. Now, Vlidis, we have to also talk about Kevin Owens. We just watched it. Was that not the most powerful? Forget about when they happened. We just watched them all in a row. I don't know. Eddie Kingston's mother's a big deal. But KO was beating the fuck out of Roman's nephew. Well, and, uh, and babyface KO... It's tough to navigate cutting a pro like a babyface promo, but he does so well here because there is so much raw passion in Kevin Owens when he's cutting this promo. And you're so right as far as like believability and all the things that we're looking for in a promo. This guy didn't even have a microphone, you know. So it's like it really is. Give us your character, let it show through the screen. And this is one of those times where, yeah, like I like I went into this TLC. So excited because I was actually rooting for Kevin Owens. It was he did he got over enough in my head that I was like, good. I hope this fucking guy beats this asshole. Like that's what I was. That's where I was at. I love Eddie Kingston too. We keep bringing it up, but I feel like there's subtlety in edges that needs to be appreciated. 
we all, we didn't forget about Eddie's, and it was more recent, but it's not like we, we remember more than Mother. And plus, Moxley's there to kind of ruin it, which we shouldn't count against because it's Eddie's segment in the end. So it will be his slammy if he wins. It's his mother they're talking about. It's his Susie. But Vladi's Edge just was so long in the making. And when we finally got him, he was so relaxed and smiling, and then he built up into the line, I have grit. A line that meant nothing before that promo, but now is the name of the website, havegrit.club, is now our flag, the G flag. I have to pick Edge has grit, because even if he isn't in that moment screaming at you and getting all into it, he's Edge. He knows he doesn't have to, and he's still saying the perfect thing. He's not even in a feud yet. He's about to be. Remember, he th- who th- did he throw out Orton, or did Orton throw him out at the Royal Rumble? Uh, he threw Orton out. Yeah, Orton was like, let's work together, buddy. And then, uh, that sent uh, Orton over oh. the top rope, and that's why Orton beat him up and said, I took, I did it for you, Edge. Biggest mistake, you. biggest mistake of his career. Now he's, his career's over again. He lost his triceps. Ladies, it kind of hurts me. I love Eddie's promos. But when I look at these, this is not just not the year. Anyone could cut any promo. Edge still cut the grit one this year. Edge has grit wins for me, Vladis. You know, I, I can't disagree. I mean, I, I will disagree, but I'm just saying it is a great promo. You're so right. Uh, going back and listening. To, I mean, and how many times have we heard I have grit throughout the entire year? It created a new, I mean, your vocabulary has now centered around that one word because Edge used it so passionately. So the Edge grit promo is for sure. Ladies, uh, even a, Staples a knows about grit because Grit Fiend had to let him know that tan was needed, not wanted. And now look what I have. I have a tan chair. Now in the picture, it was tanner. So maybe it was just wanted, but I have it. <laughs> and and see, and the, that's the other, that's a telltale sign about you. It's the fiend is in that name and grit. So Edge has to win for you. Yes. Now who wins for you? I got to give it to Jeff Hardy because I know that it's like a what? joke, but it's, I love the Jeff Hardy <laughs> promo. I love it because I, I want, this is a joke, right? That's want, not even a real nominee. It's a joke nominee. He said five lines. You, Didn't even make it on YouTube. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. If it got cut from YouTube, it might it might not work. Uh, but as far as the leading up to that, you're so right. The Edge promo is clearly 100 times better. We'll just pick any other one if you're not going to pick the Edge one besides the offensive. Well, then again, he did bring up his brother had to delete his. You're right. No, you're right. You're probably righter than us, actually. Because, the uh, spoiler, the, the, the votes are all for Edge. All of them. But, yeah, well, you're right. They? Jeff took a nice shot at Matt Hardy. Not all of them, believe but a lot. Uh, so there is a lot to your promo more than us laughing at it because it is so Jeff. If you look at what Jeff's done this year since, like he's with Matt Riddle now cutting that promo again. He's talking about existentialism and what's inside you. <laughs> by the way, Vladis, if you promised thousands of people you would never let them down by getting into drugs again, would you become tag team partners with a pothead a few weeks later? Isn't that weird? Yeah, like it's such a like his gimmick is that he's high. So it is weird that Jeff is, like, I'm sober, and now I'm teaming with the high guy. And the winner is... Edge came back. He made up a word. Grit. Never heard of it. And once he said it, it became a URL. It became what kept us alive. We're the Grit Cult. We have cult records, and we call it Grit Records. Because they're one in the same. The following category is Manager of the Year. And the nominees are Alexa Bliss, Omas, 
Jake Roberts, MVP, Paul Heyman, and Taz. You might remember, Valides, Randy Orton held Alexa Bliss like home-ass held Miz once, and the Fiend needed her back. He could feel her slipping out of his grasp, out of his control. If a normal person grabs her and runs away, he's going to unbrainwash her, and the Fiend loses his only friend. So this is a lot like me and Ayako. Stop talking to Ayako, ladies. You're going to let her know what reality is again. My reality needs to stay hers. Now Alexa Bliss is beautiful, but her nose is a little big, and her song, her old song was better, so I miss that. Having said it, Alexa Bliss is our, we worship her now. Me and Tyler are working on dioramas about Alexa Bliss that we're going to put on display in our respective funhouses. That's what we call our sets now. So I love Alexa, but Jake Roberts is sitting right there. And remember when he came back against Cody? Was that even this year? When he came back during the Cody promo, Jade Cargill style, but cut a be promo even better than she did. Jake didn't even need Shaq to make his promo good. Then Jake has to manage Lance Hoyt from Wrestle Kingdom 12, some guy we hated. And, uh, but with Jake, he was great. He's wrestling midgets in an abandoned house's backyard. And Jake Roberts is saying the deepest, dirtiest things. Remember when Cody brought up Brandy's body? Remember when he hovered over her as he cut a promo? Jake Roberts is manager of the year. Well, and you know, sticking with AEW, I'm for me, Team Taz all the way, baby. And <laughs> I know that it might not be the, the, the most obvious thing, but Brian Cage is a guy who can't talk. Powerhouse Hobbs is somebody that needed a manager and they're developing a character. Uh, Ricky Stocks, obviously a great promo, but the only reason I call him Ricky Stocks is because his manager calls him that. And Team Taz, in a weird way, is such a silly, like, uh, you know, they're, they're throwing it back to ECW when he had Team Taz with him. But Taz actually taking these guys under his wing is giving them a relevancy that I don't think they would have had without him. So I enjoy Taz on commentary i like him as the manager and even hook we get to see what hook's gonna do uh in the, in the following year so i'm loving team taz he's the one who got my 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 nod wow this is gonna be a tough one ladies because i went with the easy win jake roberts no one else agrees he had zero votes how does jake yeah. roberts not exist to you people well i guess it's it's hard though because mvp's there and this is recency bias but I even saw some douchebag on Twitter say, uh, uh, Russell Lamia said this, some douchebag, some Arab, some inbred. I hate Russell Lamia. That channel sucks. Anyways, he then once held the locker room hostage, I think. So he said that Hurt Business was stable of the year. That means nothing. They're the only stable. Who's left? next? League of Nations? So, yes, definitely stable of the year. But MVP has done phenomenal work since coming back. And hasn't he been back the whole year? Didn't he come back at Royal Rumble? I think there's been more MVP than I can remember right now it's not that recent maybe it's just recent that he won us over remind me what mvp did all year bleedies no yeah he did show up at uh at royal rumble one of the uh gosh i remember him being around to, to feud with drew mcintyre like after drew mcintyre won there was like a, a a player's lounge or whatever it was called with drew uh but yeah you're so right where it's like what what else did mvp do once he took on the role of manager once he took bobby away from lana that's really when his year took off. And I think he did do a phenomenal job at making it. Like, like you said, Bobby Lashley, Cedric Alexander, and Shelton Benjamin, three guys that we don't want to hear talk. Suddenly, we're interested in what they have to say. So MVP does get a huge nod. I am a little stunned that Jake Roberts got no love because yeah. 
I mean, really, you talk about guys you don't want to hear talk. I mean, Lance Archer, what the fuck are we doing? Look at the order. So MVP's number one. Second place for the chat is Alexa Bliss. Then Homas. Then Taz. So please, <laughs> Taz got your vote. Uh, what's his name? Jake Roberts got mine. And number one for the chat was MVP. Their second place was Alexa. Do we have to go to their third place and then that's the winner? Did We should have probably picked that. Third place gets one-fifth of a vote, huh? <laughs> well, it is funny that, we, that if we give home ass, man, I <laughs> can't imagine that being like the, uh, oh, of course, home ass. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I mean, for you and me, for you and me to pick the two bottom chosen ones, and I almost feel like you and I got to just give it to the chat and say, fine, you guys overwhelmingly beat us down. That's shocking. Man. I feel like we're doing the wrong job and we can't just uh, keep doing it. Like we did the wrong thing this year, not teaching Nathan Weller that Jake Roberts is better than MVP. <laughs> and we can't just reaffirm our mistake that way. So ladies, we had three fifths of a vote for number two. Two fifths can be for the third place. One fifth can be for fourth place. And combined with our single vote, I think your guy's going to win. Wait. Yeah, my guy ain't going to win. <laughs> my guy got zero. Taz, <laughs> maybe the chat does decide. Do we do a revote? Please, do we come back to it? I've never expected us to get overruled so largely. I think what you said might have to be it. Try to pitch it to me again. What are we doing? We don't count anymore, just the chat does here? Well, even if we were trying to give them like a three-fifths of a vote, I mean, they still overwhelmingly with MVP destroy our two choices, which, again, shocking. Uh, so like, you know what, you know what else? Maybe it just shows that AEW isn't as popular because we're over here like, what? Jake Roberts has been great. Ta Team Taz is like my favorite. And everyone's going like, no, her, her business. Remember when her business feuded with retribution? That was awesome. Well, look at these, so all votes should count. So if Taz did get the more than anyone else, like, it's so hard, ladies. I can't do it. I need more equation symbols to figure it out in my head. Is there a greater than sign in my equation yet? It's still not making sense. Because, ladies, I feel like, I mean, Taz did get a decent number of votes. It might be fourth place. But that combined with your vote counts. Your vote can't be nullified. You know, I, I'm going to give it to the chat. I'm going to give it to the people. All right, all right. The people that all I right. said, fuck you earlier. Remember I said that? I, I think I'm going to give them this okay. one to hopefully win back uh, their love. So what you're and, telling and, me, Bleedies, is you're going to change your vote, basically. You're going to change uh, your vote to MVP. This is easier than we thought. We were just to do that. Why didn't you say that five minutes ago? All right. The winner is, Bleedies. We don't need to even figure out the math anymore. Ayako, where were you when we needed you? We don't need you anymore. We figured it out. And the winner is MVP after coming back for his child at Royal Rumble and seeing that look on his child's face, the explosion of happiness, it reignited the human being inside the casino robber MVP. The, the man who robs uh, casinos that are on, what are they called, Bleedies? What are those? Uh, cruises, cruise ships, okay. So MVP yeah. really turned his life around from criminal to slammy. Some people might call that grit, Bleedies. I think he has some grit. Following category is most grit. Your nominees are Darby Allen, Edge, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Kevin Stampoli, yeah. Liv Morgan, Matt Hardy, 
And Vince McMahon. Let me defend Liv Morgan. She's nominated for two Slammys, and she didn't win promo of the year, so this is her last chance. She was left by Lana to end last year. She was off TV in love with her, scissoring. Know all those page leaks? Lana did that with her love, Lana, because that's what you do when you fall in love. Then one day she wakes up, and Lana's marrying a black man. Now, it was promoted on TV, so you'd think she would have talked to Lana before the wedding, but she's a different person here. She has a wedding on Monday. She has Raw on Monday. She's there. She's going to come out then. And she cried. And Lana kicked her ass. And then after this, coming into 2020, Liv Morgan loses her best friend, Ruby Riot, and she cried again. And she started wearing gothic clothes, and she was sad. And she took grit to get her back to where she was, where now the Riot Squad stands again. Having said that, ladies, Vince McMahon did keep doing shows during COVID and deserves this nomination. Thank you for making sure he was there. He's up against John Moxley. He's up against Eddie Kingston. He's up against Edge, who had the I Have Grit promo. And I know you won't pick Darby, so I won't try to sell you on him. But that little fuck has so much grit. Look at his finisher. Now, Vleeties, Matt Hardy once said, I had grit as well. I have grit. He mimicked Edge's line a couple weeks later on Raw. Is that enough for him? After he got speared off a fucking lift, broke his head, came back, won a career match afterwards. I mean, so much grit in one list, Vleeties. You have to simplify it for me. For me, the most grit is is always going to be Vinnie Mac for all of these people attacking. I mean, his wife works for Trump. Just imagine the tweets this guy gets every single fucking day. And then when the NBA is canceling games, March Madness is like, we're not going to have our tournament. Vince McMahon is like, we booked Raymond James Stadium, damn it. We're going to have WrestleMania. <laughs> so he was like ready to go. He wanted to do WrestleMania no matter what. And then, you know, Brock Lesnar's like, Luke, I don't want to travel during COVID. And he's like, you're going to get to WrestleMania, damn it. You're going to lose the belt. And I, I just, I think Vince, everything he's done this year has been, I have grit, I have grit, I have grit. And everyone, you know, everyone who comes after him, it's like, still, I have grit, I have grit. Hey, Vince, you need to do something to freshen up the ratings. They'll just bring back the legends. Nothing new. Don't worry about it. Ladies, I'm distributing rewards to the chat. I am going to add 500 to the distribution as soon as this thing catches up. So keep your eyes on the DLive chat during this category, ladies. I might accidentally add a 1,000 because it's Christmas. I don't know. I clicked it a bunch of fucking times. All right, there it goes, ladies. 14 seconds until they're dispersed. Looking at Grit, you're forgetting about Kevin Scampoli. He is on this list, ladies. He lost his Rosanna uh, last year, though. Doesn't count anymore. Well, I guess it counts. And then this year, I lost Max and Estelle on the same day. And then I missed both their birthdays and Thanksgiving, and I'm about to miss Christmas. So on top of this, my dad died on Thanksgiving last year. And even though that was last year, I didn't feel it until this year. And I, I actually, I assume it's going to come soon. So ladies, I have so much grit, I don't even care that my dad's dead. Like, how much grit can a man have? I, not enough when compared to me. So what about me, ladies? What about Raven? No, Kevin Scampoli. I mean, you almost, I, I think it's pretty evident that you invented grit in a lot of ways. Like just because the word wasn't around yet, you were grit and you've embodied what it is to have grit and be grit. And I mean, for, for goodness sakes, the site was havegrit.club. Grit Fiend is, is terrorizing staples, terrorizing <laughs> YouTube again. Grit Fiend is back. So I, I mean, it's such an easy pick. It's such an obvious pick to give it to Kevin Scampoli, the grit fiend. Then again, I did get a ninja today. So, I mean, really, I just be, I don't have grit myself. It's the cult as a whole. It's all the 
kids meals with chicken fingers and small coffees. It's the $20 medium pizzas from Jordo. These people keep me alive, ladies, huh? If I didn't have TWFS, where would I be? Then again, I am TWFS, so that doesn't happen. Remember when we know, lost yeah. YouTube? Other people lost TWFS because they didn't Google us. We didn't lose it. They just ask you where it is, huh? Yeah, oh, constantly getting asked where it is. And I use DuckDuckGo, so I, I sometimes I just search what happened at TWFS to see what pulls up first. If you go to Google, it's an episode of Leedy titled What Happened at TWFS, and that's why that episode is by far the most downloaded episode I've ever done. Here's what hurts Edge. He doesn't have enough grit to make it the whole year. This motherfucker's gone. He had an empty arena match and died in it or something. I haven't seen him since, so where'd your grit go wherever you went? It ain't here. He already got promo of the year. Let's settle down with Edge for a second. Liv Morgan has more grit. She didn't give up on less. I mean, after dealing with more. Now, John Moxley, ladies, was champion all year for AEW. Is there anyone grittier? This guy's entrance is from the parking lot every single time. He's fucking he's barefoot out there, puts his shoes on on the way. This guy's so gritty. Darby Allen's coffin drop. Actually, if I don't pick me, I don't know who to pick. I mean, I want to pick Dana White, and he's not there. And Vince McMahon is the closest thing to Dana White on this list. And uh, Dana White, though, I feel like Vince... Probably echoes and agrees with all of it even more so, but Dana White does press conferences every two days, so he gets to say it, and I get to cut sound bites. Remember, Vladis, the nutty people Dana White used to talk about, where he said this. It's, it's, it's a wacky time to be the first guy putting on live sports when a lot of fucking people who are nutty as hell didn't want you to. And the only reason he's the first guy is because WWE isn't a live sport. Vince was the first guy. He just did it. He didn't have to talk about it. He doesn't need feedback. He doesn't care what you think about it. He's doing it. Also, Vince McMahon's still alive. How much grit did that take? Did you see when he came out and said Padre to Triple H? <laughs> he looks so fucking old. So I think Vince McMahon might have more grit than even me. I'm voting for Vince, Felides. You know what? I'm voting for you. I don't think there's any denying Kevin Scampoli is the king of grit. You deserve a slammy this year, my friend. And this is the one. I loved your quote. Your quote might have won me over. What would I be without TWFS? You go, I am TWFS. <laughs> jingle oh. balls, jingle Ooh. balls, slick shaved all the way. Oh, what fun it is to shave your little balls today. Hey, what the hell was that, Bleedies? Oh, that was Tyler Spider. He's getting us in the Christmas spirit. He played the Cordette hol Holiday Jingle. Thank you so much, Tyler Spida. Did you miss the intro? Tyler, you're in the intro. JT sings your name. I love Tyler. He doesn't like me anymore. We're not friends. It's because I downloaded Black Ops, the free week trial, and haven't played it yet. He won't talk to me. Ricardio, thank you so much. An hour ago, you told us that Ayako sent the Ninjet, and you spent six fifty to play your song when you did it. Ricardio is the best. Tyler's the best, and Ayako's a queen. Ladies, I have the results up. I don't want to win a Slammy. That's why I didn't vote for me. I don't even know. When I was making the nominations, it was fun to put me. But if I win one, I feel like it's dirty and I don't deserve it. I don't deserve anything but pain. I'm a piece of shit, Fleeties. I'm a bad brother. A I'm a bad son. I'm a bad co-host. I'm a bad father. No one wants to be around me. And the ones that do have mothers that won't let them. Why would I ever get awarded for anything? You're a piece of shit, but you're a piece of shit with a Slammy. Hell yeah, baby! Oh, <laughs> Slammy! We're, oh, sorry, Bleedies. I can't do that yet. We have to play the... It's not official. And the winner is... Ah! 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 Bleedies, I just want a Slammy. This is my first Slammy in six years or five years. I feel hey. like I'm, I'm going to steal one from JT before we go. Because Song of the Year is coming. But this first one feels good. 
you're not happy about it anymore. Now I can't. Oh, I thought it. the song was still playing. <laughs> yeah, that's a bed, ladies. It's a bed. I am happy that you won the Slammy. It's much deserved. And yeah, this song of the of the decade is really going to cause some waves. Hambino already posted on Facebook, like, what the fuck? Not even the best song is nominated by me. I wanted to come out here and break the silence that's been surrounding me for the past week. You can't break me. You can bring up all these things and all these memories and all these emotions. Yeah, they come flooding back, but guess what your mistake is? Guess what your failure is? Not realizing that you just made the biggest mistake of your life because this dark place that you sent me to, I'm gonna use it and I'm gonna channel it and I'm gonna fall on my fists and every single bad memory I have and every single crummy emotion that forces through my veins, I'm gonna use it against you. And I'm coming after you from this dark place because this is no longer about me being the best in the world. This is about me kicking your ass. Yeah, I had something happen to me that was tragic But I was just over here trying to move past it And Kevin scared poorly, gotta open up his fat lips When I don't know what happened and he twisting what the facts is Take a cheap shot so your rose could be a classic Where well, you could eat a fat dick, I'll leave it at that, bitch And I got the three hottest verses on your whole tape So fall back and friend with your fedora and your troll face You better not get me started, I got no breaks I kidnap Estella, maybe that to get you so straight Danny looking suspect and down Let's close at the 50 and the Tony Romo dick sucking practice pose A fuck a broke podcast and hoe For the locker room I got more shots than a Gatlin hoe I got a couple screws loose and a strong flow And since I debuted where the fuck did Joey Long go? Little boy sounds like a virgin and a queer And I guess you could say a Max murdered his career Yeah, fading look like a Mark stays in a V-neck And a Josh Picard, can I get a fucking beat yet? J-Man's 13 and J-Man P's beds I got one Word for Felides and his meathead. Ladies, Danny and Kev, Joe Poppy's three friends. What's he gonna do on the slam of the weekend? I'm calling out all fake hosts to expose him. Rodimus is only in it for his own promotion. Ladies, we're on the song of the decade. Rodimus was only in it for his own promotion. Now, DJ Rod is trying to bury Conrad to me. Conrad Thompson. Oh, yeah, he's shady. He's got a bunch of henchmen and like he bullied me. These are the people you don't want in your life, Conrad. People that are going to talk shit like this after. I trust Conrad's a good man, and I trust DJ Rodimus is in it for his own promotion. Ladies, we just heard Hambino from the TWFS 100 roast. He knew Rodimus' character before we did. And Hambino has two, count them, two nominations in this category. Let's hear the nominations first. Then I want to hear Josh Picard, ladies, the, the first one on the list. We also heard Josh Picard's name said by Hambino in that song. And the winner is... That's not it, Gleedies. Josh Picard didn't win. Gleedies, we're talking about the song. <laughs> the following category is for the song of the decade. Wake up, Gleedies. And the nominees are... I'm in, I'm in it! Indian <laughs> Car by Josh Picard. Rap Ghost by Andy No. Max Will Never Play by JJ. T-shirts in the mail by Kevin Stamholy. TWFS 100 Roast. Ambino. We All Shine On by JT. Fade by Kevin Stamholy and Hambino. Who could forget? 
2012-ish. Heelish. Johnny Curtis made this song, and he died. It's a different Johnny Curtis than Fandango. R.I.P. Johnny Curtis. I'm on my way to change, I'm in my Indian car. Just cruising down the road, I'm going to Fort McDowell. As fast as it will go, I'm not going too far. I thank the Lord I'm blessed to be driving in my Indian car. In the chat, Quiggly said, did the options change? No, Quiggly, I kept them the same. Loft Boys got snuffed, I know. <laughs> Who could forget Josh Picard even if we want to? He made a TWFS app, ladies, and decided to put his own ads in there without talking to me. Maybe you could have since you're making nothing on them anyway, but I wouldn't have let you because you're making nothing on them anyway, and it's ruining the user experience, and I haven't talked to him since. Hopefully he gets some votes. But he's up against Ambino. Oh song of the decade. Rap Ghost. This is our Christmas song. Oh, the competition is stiff. Madison. When the road's too bad for me to get to mass And I was all snowed in, but I didn't get mad I just sat back, rolled up, hit the grass And got a visit from the ghost of Christmas past I was like, fuck, I knew I should've hid the stash He flew around the room and then he gripped the bag Did it, it twisted up a couple splits and laughed And said, I know what you've been doing with your Christmas cash I said, oh shit, isn't this fantastic? Another good story for an instant classic We hopped in the whip, he had milk bags blast And he pulled out a pick and then we puffed, puffed past it He said, hey, Mina, let me take you back To the days way before you ever made the track before the world had ever put you through some crazy crap and then we'll hop box with JT and Max Let's take a trip and gaze into the smoke while I blaze the spliff. I brought the papers that I passed to make a plate and skip. And the grinder has a timer for the years, months, days, and shit. I was like, okay, I'm with it. The lid had the hours and the bass was minutes. He said, You wanna see the past, you gotta stay committed. And then he busted out a telly roll, Jake, and hit it. And right then, proof I saw myself from a year ago. Drawing lyrics, playing my part, my own miracle. And back then, the ghost said rapping was a long shot. And he was trying to bust shots and steal Joey Long spot. I'm like, He don't know nothing, bailing with a stone. Fuck it, let him know I'm coming and I'm booking like the roadrunner. I'ma be a champion. Forever than a ghost that it had a shit feel when you left for the whole summer. Oh brother, you should let the water flow under that bridge of fagging now I'm backing all the folks love it. That is our Christmas song, Bleedies. We get to hear it multiple times a year. I think we heard it tonight. And we heard it two days ago as well. T-shirts in the mail, we won't have to sit through. It doesn't even deserve to be here, Bleedies. But JT, this right here, if we're looking at nominations, I narrowed it down to rap ghost for me personally. And the one, well, I don't know, the 100 roast. But, all right, let's hear Max Will Never Play, then we'll figure it out. Max Will Never Play. Max Will Never Play. Max Will Never Play. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Max Will Never Play. It was PS4 don't game. Jiggy, jiggy, don't stop, we jiggy, tricked jiggy, Max. Don't stop, jiggy, jiggy, don't Even stop, if Kevin bought that, it would probably have fucking ants inside. Like Vlad's laptop. Stick to the PS2, PS2. After all, it's still in 3D. You can still see. Can you guess what this be? 
shit is, it's making Max feel real shitty. Oh, and are you fucking beeping? Max will never play. Max will never play. Max will never play. He even play. said nah nah nah. The outro of YouTube. A forgotten era. Holy shit, I forgot this. I thought this was an outro on YouTube that was 30 seconds. There's a whole no, this, song? This is a track, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just one. I'm sorry, Ham. I'm sorry. I thought this was going to be a 30-second jingle. This verse is epic. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. How are you going to see? Did double as the YouTube outro. Yeah. So, for me, that helps it even more. We're talking about yeah. an incredible song on its own. And Ham at the end, listen. Listen, the whole fucking show is starting. Drop whatever shit you're doing now. That's only there because this song, the only version I have is one I mixed out as an intro. And I forgot to take that off a different version. So, every version of We All Shine On. Has Ham in it when he didn't even know he was on it. That song's amazing. Give Ham a slammy for it too, just for his work on the outro intro there. That was such a beautiful song, ladies. We all shine on. It even documents Jackass Kevin. Some say Jackass Kevin was snubbed for episode of the decade. I snorted hot sauce. I put hot sauce in my eye, and you people didn't care, but JT did. <laughs> JT cared, and we got to live it, and and. I, I do love We All Shine On because it does have clips of, like, some of the greatest moments. Like, I do remember Max dyeing his hair. And I remember him saying, like, I don't know. It was, I was due. It was time. Like, it does bring up a lot of memories, and I can re remember them like they were yesterday. So it is absolutely very well-deserving of, of, of a vote. It's just so uh, intertwined with TWFS in all of its forms. The videos, the shows, it's J-Tay. I thought I was going to be able to steal this one with T-shirts in the mail, ladies. But even I hate that song. Now, I haven't looked at the results, so don't tell me if that's winning. It'll actually upset me. And we're going to have to team up on the chat if somehow uh, T-shirts in the mail. I bet Nathan voted for it. But the rest of us, ladies, know about We All Shine On. I didn't know I was going to pick that till now, though, till I just heard it. I was sure Rap Ghost with its Christmas 
season. I love Christmas, even if I don't have a tree this year. We play it every Christmas. It stood the test of time. But we all shine on. There's so much in there I pushed down. Because, ladies, when I left Australia, I had to forget a lot. I forgot what meals I liked even. It's like I started over as a person. What tastes good? Because if I remembered anything, it also brought back memories of the pain of being there. I had to remove Australia from my mind and a lot of things next to it. All stuff in there is just kind of empty now. and We're refilling it. And we all shine on helped, ladies. It refilled a lot of memories I forgot about. And this is the TWFS Song of the Decade. Yeah, I, you know, when, when you released this, I was immediately, like, thinking Rap Ghost is, like, the one. Like, you know, like, I I remember listening to it, even just driving around, like, when it, when it was released. Like, I was just, this is a great track. Didn't, you know, it, it incorporated, like, all of our names great. But, yeah, it's so hard to, like, We All Shine On almost made me, like, because it does remind me of the YouTube days as well, so it was almost, like, nostalgic. What's your vote officially, Bleedies? We need to know. Bleedies is song of the decade for the show that he started, the whole effing show. Oh, my gosh. This is this is a tough one. I'm going to give that vote just based on hearing it right. And you know what? It's got to go to Rap Ghost. I feel okay. like giving it to anything else just wouldn't be wouldn't be true. Now, I love Jay Tay's songs. We can't deny that. But, yeah, I, I got to give Hambino the, the edge on this one. And the winner is... We all disagree once again, Bleedies. I must say, T-shirts in the mail did amazing. I'm in second place. I just, you know what, ladies? I when I hear that song, I hear Joe Poppy, you know? Whenever I age five years, whenever I was five years ago, it was just Joe Poppy to me. It was an idiot. He didn't know anything. And now he knows those things he didn't know. But Nathan doesn't feel that way. He appreciates all Kevins. Also, I know how fat I was in 2015. So it's really hard for me to like a fat Kevin. 2014 wasn't as bad when the song was made, but I was still fat. So, Vlidi's T-shirts in the mill was in second. Number one votes was Max will never play. We are at another situation where we can't even get a, a, a two people to get picked with our three votes. Wow, and you know, I know that this could be more recency bias, but there was a Vleeties where that song came up a bunch. We just couldn't stop playing Max Will Never Play. PS4 Gate is still a very popular episode amongst amongst the, the diehards out there. So I, I can understand completely why that one would still be getting the recognition to this day. And there was two other amazing songs JT made for that PS4 Gate, and we only remember Max Will Never Play. That's another testament to how great Max Will Never Play is. Having said that, Vleeties, our amended scoring would be as follows. So we got one vote for Max Will Never Play for winning. Three-fifths of a vote goes to <laughs> T-shirts in the mail. And then third place, we all shine on. Doesn't that get two-fifths? And we figure out the compromise, the two-fifths compromise. That means, Vleeties, with my one vote, we all shine on, got double-digit votes, and those people can't be ignored like you made happen when you switched your vote before. We all shine on is Song of the Decade, Bleedies. You got to give it to it. It's an amazing track. It does have so much nostalgia in it, and I think it's very, very of a slammy. And the winner is... Jeremy Taylor won, but maybe not the way he expected. Max Will Never Play was the first song on all of our tongues. First one I thought of. But upon further retrospection, up until the time of voting, we had revelations. Kevin Scampoli snorted hot sauce. In a lot of ways, this is my slammy, Vleeties. In a lot of ways, I won two tonight. You crushed it, my friend. You get two slammies because, well, and by the way, T-shirts in the mail is an amazing track. So that's also worthy of a slammy. But if you can get credit 
for this JT one as well. I'm going to give. Sorry, bleedies, you cut out. And I'm late finding something I want to play. Just say every single word you just said, and we'll still pretend we're good at this. You were deserving of two <laughs> slammies anyway. So I thought you were going to get it for t-shirts in the mail on this one. But, but if you're not, I think it makes sense that you get credit on the JT track. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. The following category is TWFS episode of the year. I already voted on this. Are I ruined it. Hope Cabana Band's TWFS Nyla Rose Weeks. Raw is in your face. Sammy Guevara suspended as a Blanchard defecating. Or Velveteen Dream is a predator. This must have been a test vote. I don't remember voting for any of these. Bladies, did you hack me again? Nathan's trying to get his thing to win. But when we look at episode of the year, they're so recent, Bladies. They all get recency bias. Nyla Rose had leaks. Remember this? She, I was trying to show them to you, and you said you didn't want to see them. So fine, I won't bring them up now. But this is one of them. It's my favorite one. I wanted to see more naked tits of Nyla. There's only one tit leak in there. It's all dick and balls and asshole and cum on her own face, her own cum on her own face. The only tit one is a see-through top, so you can see the pierced nipples. I want that top off. I want to come on your chest through your image. Having said that, Nyla Rose Leaks was a beautiful episode, and it's nominated for episode of the year. We have Raw was in your face, ladies. That's fourth hour, so you won't vote for that because you, you don't like fourth hour because you're not on it. Uh, Sammy Guevara was suspended, and we got in Forbes. This one broke Jessica's heart. She was crying about me anyway that day. Then she picked up her phone, and Forbes sent her a push notification about me. That was so hard. After that, ladies, Tessa Blanchard shat everywhere on camera. And also, <laughs> Velveteen Dream was a porn star, predator for kids. So there's been a lot of st Not to mention, Coca Banna banned me. I, or just saying them all in a row, ladies. I'm stuck with Sammy Guevara and Coca Banna. I love our wrestler interactions. And Sammy's was just so big. That even though we got more Cocabana audio and words and maybe time, I think that single Sammy Guevara promo, I did my mirrors that day, ladies. It was all scripted. I think I nailed my promo, and it got 15,000 views on the podcast YouTube channel. It got that channel destroyed, and I think it deserves a slammy. You know, it 100% slam dunk, slammy winner. The Sammy Guevara thing blew up. It unfortunately blew up. Yeah, you're right. The YouTube channel, because I, this is the that video was posted on Reddit and all the Redditors who, for some reason, were like, he's trying to take down Sammy. When, like, I keep saying on ladies, Sammy made that comment. Like, and you, like, so he's the one who made a rape comment. Are you guys cool with the rape comment? So, uh, everybody, uh, yeah, everybody got on and we started reporting. But that means that's what happens when you go viral. You know, you're going to draw the haters out. And this episode was so polarizing, I suppose. And yeah, I really enjoyed listening back to it. And you're so right. We were in Forbes. Like I, that, that's that's tippy top shit right there. And the winner is the chat overwhelmingly agreed on HaveGrit.club that our episode of the year was exposing Sammy Guevara as being a rapist like Kip Sadie. What a powerful episode. Not to mention Forbes really rewarded us too that day. I mean, I think Forbes is going to agree with us. That was the TWFS episode of the <laughs> goddamn year. But, Bleedies, we're not dealing with just years anymore. I mean, when you put them all together and you add up a bunch, they turn into a decade. The following category is 
WFS episode of the decade. And the nominees are Australian Friday, the Jake Roberts interview, Medicaid Me, the PayPalathon, the RVD interview, Assmaster Reveal, ES Forgate, Blowjob Sunday. Or other. I'm very intrigued by these results because, Felides, you had to shoehorn in those interviews. Now, I love the interviews. That Jake Roberts one was great. JT loves it because he uh, made it happen. He knew somebody who knew somebody who sold Jake Roberts a needle, and then somehow we got him on. We weren't allowed to talk about needles, but we had still had fun with them. And I, uh, JT cites that interview as why Jake Roberts got in touch with DDP again. We interviewed DDP before that a couple times. And then we got Jake on, and we're like, hey, DDP said you guys are, what's going on? You're not calling them? You're supposed to be over there. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did say something about working out one day. I'll think about that. Thank you. Like, we were the mediators who brought this guy back to life. We are the reason Jake Roberts is in AEW right now. And you need to go listen to that interview on subscribestar.com slash TWFS if you didn't know that. Also, ladies, the RBD interview is on there. I feel like it was just a better listen, and I ordered... I got Taco Bell after, and it tasted so good because I got high with RVD. Felides, we had an ass master reveal. It was a year-long mystery, and finally we found out he was a tranny who made mobile games. Then, Felides, we had the Blowjob Sunday. That's your favorite. What did you say? I'm not playing it. You played it on Felides last night. It was a video where a guy in slow motion said, Blowjob Sunday, and someone off camera said, What did you say? I'm not playing it. And, Felides, of course, my heartbreaks need to be there medicate me when I lost my second family and Australian Friday when I lost my third family. So, you know, ladies, I bet I had grit. I won Slammy for most grit. I'm pretty sure. God, I can't remember. You can remind me. And this is a big reason why. How do you pick between those two for episode of the decade? No, it really is. Now, medicate me is great. Now, when I saw it on this list, I was like, oh my gosh, I do remember medicate me. It was it was during that era when I was living in a mansion in Highland Village, Texas. Uh, I was slumming it with my mommy. And I do remember recording a lot of stuff there. And that's one of the main ones that I remember was Medicaid. It was a really, really intimate and really, uh, it was a really unique episode for us. Because you, I mean, there were actual tears. And it was a, it was different for you and I. Ladies, and, uh, Nathan donated one diamond. That sounds even better than a ninjet. I wonder what the di- Thank you so much, Nathan. Sorry, ladies, continue on. I just don't want to think about my five families that I broke the collarbones of. Sorry, I have like some sort of dementia now. It all just runs together and it gets multiplied. But Blowjob <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> Blowjob Sunday is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Like it's still like even even just now, like it's still people at, like uh, on the Vleeties Discord. There's like a Sounders request, and people still say we want the Blowjob Sunday on there. It's just that legendary of a thing that, yeah, and I go back every couple of years and it's still all the comments are you and me. And it just reminds me of happier, simple times. And I remember Blowjob Sunday being one of the first episodes, maybe after my throat surgery. So I, I have a little nostalgia for it. Ladies, what's that video even called again? Now I got to see it. And all your comments are still on there. Isn't it the amazing Casey or something? What is it? It's like the best of KO and JD. Essential KO JD. Essential, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Ayako was in this. But yeah, Vlidis, your comments are still there. Mine aren't because all my accounts got suspended. And this is just, if anyone doesn't know the backstory of Blowjob Sunday. I guess Guadapant. Guadapants. I don't know this kid really, but I'm from his town or a town near him. We're from the South Shore of Massachusetts, okay? 
were fucking hilarious up there. You wouldn't believe it. So anyways, this guy was re- back in the 90s. We didn't have Internet. We just had camcorders. So we would run around filming stupid shit. Not me and him. This is, I wouldn't do it. I knew people who would. We as a generation. OK, uh, we Karens would do this. Now, ladies, when you go to 212 on this video is the moment that took us by storm. Look at the face. We already know. And I I remember this kid's mother was emailing me after this about having a show on Saturday. It's like she thought I was like going to be a big break for his kid. It's like I'm not famous. I have a YouTube channel. This isn't a big deal. So, yeah, they were pitching me shows after this about Blowjob Sunday. And I probably should get back in touch and see if I can get a pilot. But here we go, ladies. Blowjob Sunday. What? (laughs) What? We need to watch the TWFS video about it because we give it a nicer backstory, but we won't. That was on YouTube, ladies. I think even the video might have won a Slammy once. Did this episode win a Slammy already? It might have won Sounder one year, but it's been around that long. So is that where you're leaning then? Is, is that your episode of the decade officially? That one, that one has a special place in my heart. Yeah, I'm even seeing here episode 220. Uh, we talked about Mr. Skin. You and X-Pac had some beef on Twitter. I mean, it's just an all-around great episode. So, yeah, I really did enjoy it. And uh, I think people go back and, and, and listen to it. It is just such a unique time in our lives. And the PayPalathon was just 16 hours, a labor of love. I crunched, ladies. I broke a video game law. I crunched for 16 hours. It was only $15 an hour. What a fucking idiot I was. It was because that was the minimum wage fight. And we actually proved it right by overworking for that amount. What the fuck? We didn't know what political side we were on. But Hambino funded that by PayPalathon late into the uh, night, into the next day. And it, was, it ended up being a month of episodes. I took a month off after the PayPalathon yeah. and split it into four parts. I haven't had a vacation since. No, Kristen, Australia wasn't a vacation, you dumb dyke. So, ladies, I can't pick any. I was there for all of them. Or isn't that why I should be able to pick them? If I have to pick episode of the decade, the single greatest work we did, if, if taken out of context, it would have to be PS4 Gate. It, has the, it reminds me of social media coordinator, too. Remember when one week everyone was social media? Was that the word? What word did I use, Felidis? Social media what? What did I use? No, you're right. Yeah, the social media coordinator. There's an episode probably somewhere in the 80s titled that because of, of Threadbird. No, but this is different. There was a bit we did where everyone was a VIP or something, something special except Max. Oh, I think it was a team captain. Team captain. Hey, he's a team captain. He's a team. And it was just abusing Max over a long sketch that he's not, doesn't know anything about, but he's saying the perfect thing somehow to keep it going. And this was that on a whole different level where it seemed to actually hurt him. And you know Max gets hurt when he just gets quiet. That's what he would do to Forrest. When Forrest would really abuse him, Max would just shut up. And Forrest yeah. isn't good at this. He wouldn't know what to do. I'm good at this. I knew what to do. I just kept going. Best episode ever. Episode of the decade with a quiet idiot sitting there. So, ladies, PS4 gate for the JT music, for abusing Max, for him getting what he deserves. And also for the fact that Kristen brought it up as a reason why I was an asshole years later. So, we know PS4 (laughs) gate has something to do with me losing one of my families, which makes it even better. Yeah, I mean, it's a great episode. There's no denying it. Yeah, and it, it makes me laugh just... Even people, when I was going through my ICP phase on Vladis, people demanding that we play the PS4 gate theme song. The fact that this episode has its own theme song is pretty big. And the winner is... 
did you pick it too, or did you pick Blowjob Sunday, Bleedies? I, I went Blowjob Sunday, but you and the audience say PS4 gate, I, I have to agree. I didn't even look, Bleedies. You're better than me. No, we didn't. We didn't. Oh, am I looking at the wrong pie graph? Pie you are. Blowjob Sunday has way more votes. You have to refresh, Bleedies. Oh. Because <laughs> I don't know I'm how they're even. The right, I'm not even in the right category. <laughs> Blowjob Sunday. People agree with Ryan Van Fleet. And the essential KO and GD gets, JD gets, G-Cake. GD, G-Cake. <laughs> what is your name, Nathan Weller? You don't know what that means, Bleedies. That's recency bias. That's not going to win a slammy. Bleedies, there was one other vote. Bleedies, I'm not making sense. You don't have to reply when I don't make sense. Uh, Little Monsters got the other vote. So I appreciate that episode very much. Bleedies, did you vote for Little Monsters? And what are your memories of that one? You know, it's funny. I actually was on our uh, our fandom, our our wikia, and somebody highlighted the like the trinity of episodes or something. What is it called here? The the trifecta of episodes in the TWFS chronology. Episode one sixty, I hate you. Episode one sixty one, Jackass Kevin, okay. and one sixty two, Little Monsters. So these are fond memories for whoever invented our wikia or our fandom page. And I really want to listen to all three of them tonight because did we have some sort of overarching theme that i don't remember no i'm pretty sure i faked my death in the one after that so like there's four it's not a trifecta it's a table it's four legs of a table <laughs> the twfs table I, I i it's weird that's up that sounds like something jordan would write maybe i'm wrong but i that's the journal ask him so i've never heard that but i used to tell Kristen and you and anyone that would listen that our four episodes that included maybe it's the trifecta i believe is in there i feel like it was around 152 if it's in the 160s that makes sense too but yeah that sounds right but you're missing one whoever wrote that fleeties the winner is blowjob sunday you can take this one with you as another victory for you in your chat room we did it boys we got a victory here and uh, yeah blowjob sunday is a classic i mean even to this day people uh, that video is going to be up there forever of people going the whole fucking show the following category is for most bullied. And the nominees are Danny Richardson, Forrest Salva, Gino, Jerry, Max Murder, and Nia Jax. Ladies, we're down to the final trifecta ish. There's only a few left. And now we're getting down to the real painful ones. Who could forget Forrest Sova was fat? Well, then again, <laughs> Nia Jax was fat too, Vleeties. So that's like the two fat people. I thought there'd be more fat people. I mean, we bully a lot of fat people. Danny and Gino are technically fat, but once Forrest and Nia show up, they're not fat. So, Vleeties, we know Danny Richardson is your first you. The first Vleeties. And you loved that old show. And what, what did you like most? Because I feel like people liked me making fun of Danny. It still comes up. I just like doing it. I didn't do it because I thought you guys would like it. I was real mean to him, huh? You know, I don't really remember, and, and even listening now, because I do listen to some of the older episodes, I don't really remember that was what made it so great for me, at least. I really enjoyed the discussion. I really enjoyed your both of your views on wrestling and outside of wrestling. I really thought... Danny had a unique perspective compared to, I mean, obviously your, your perspective is always going to be unique. So it was like, it was all, it was always fascinating to, to get into your minds. And then, uh, I never really looked at like the bullying to me, like the funny bullying really started with Max murder. Cause it was, he, he did it to himself a lot of times, like, like the hair dye. 
I mean, stuff like that was always like, what are we doing? Like, how did we get here? You know, hey, open your fridge. What do you got? I got some ketchup and salt. It's like, wait, why, why is your fridge empty? You know, it was just, he, there were so many people setting us up in those early years. Uh, as far as the most bullied go, I mean, Forrest seems to be like the overwhelming, like obvious choice. Uh, so I feel like when, I, when you presented this category to me, I was like, this might just be an excuse for us to give Forrest to Slammy and maybe extend that olive branch to get him back. When I look at it, I first want to count months. Like, who got bullied the longest? And that's Naya. Naya's been bullied for just years. She can't get away. She, if she gets away, she quits her job. So she has to show up to work and get reviewed every Monday. Whereas Max Murder got to disappear. Jerry left with, oh, we'll talk about Jerry in a second. Uh, Forrest I, Sova, I don't, yeah, I don't even know who Jerry is. Forrest Sova got to disappear overnight without telling anyone. And Danny, I was just so happy when he told me he was leaving. I, I That was so good. If you listen to Goodbye Danny Richardson, his last episode, you got to hear him say how shocked he was about how gleeful I was. He thought I was going to be in a bad mood about it. Please, you're a tranny. <laughs> so anyways, Vleeties, he took Debo with him, so I was even happier. But Vleeties, all right, looking at this, Jerry... Jerry was a Raw's fourth hour super fan. He loved the song Village by Hambino and Kevin Scampoli. That, that got fucking snubbed. Why is Fade on there instead of Village? Maybe because Jerry the <laughs> pedal liked it. We played Village a lot, and that was like a single to our community. Now, we associate it with Jerry, and then one day Sebi came forward and said Jerry wanted to see his dick pic. And he sent us... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> sent us screenshots of the convo, and we read it. I got to be Sebi. Or I got to be Jerry and Ricardio was Sebi and we got to act out the pedophilia that we found out later never happened. Here's the problem. Jerry begged us to believe him. He, would, he didn't do this. I'm not a pedo. We're like, we know you're a pedo. Look at you. Like, we just agreed. <laughs> with, with a, <laughs> Look at you. And I was said Sebi would never lie. Like I was saying shit like that. So he left a show we loved over this. And we all felt like idiots later when we found out it was wrong. So Jerry's in his own special category. I don't think Gino can win just because we actually love him. But he does get bullied the most, but it's because he's so sweet. And we do it to be a balance in the force. So, Vleeties, when I look at it, Jerry's higher than you might think. But Max Murder was such a symbol that it's like this is a TWFS Slammys. It's a TWFS award. He is the TWFS mascot, even still. I mean, there's nothing we can do but give it to him, if you ask me. Yeah, I think Max Murder, just forever in our heart, he, he did it to himself. That's all I can say. I, I got to run. I'll be right back. Take Sorry, your time, Bleedies. No worries. And the winner is... Me and Bleedies agreed on the most bullied. Let's see if the chat agrees. Max Murder died his hair blue. Max Murder ate little smokies. Max Murder had a microwave that was broken. I can't remember. And he had his Kempi cool. It was constant pain for Max. And remember, Max, I would mix your songs, wouldn't I? How many songs did Forrest mix? Because while you're thinking he's your friend now, you should probably really rethink all of it. Who was actually bullying you? Like, really bully-bullying you? Meanly. Who was doing it for an audience? Forrest didn't have one. It wasn't him, okay? So you have a lot of misplaced anger. What it is is you hate yourself from years ago. So you hate the things you liked from years ago, which is us. You probably hate ICP now, don't you? You're not a juggalo no more, huh? We're not ICP. What an amazing category. We have a most bullied winner of Max Murder. But unfortunately, the chat didn't agree on HaveGrit.club. HaveGrit.club picked Forrest Sova as their overwhelmingly most bullied. And I completely get it. I fingered him while he was asleep, okay? But I'm the one that had shit on my middle fingernail. 
and I had to chew it out with my bottom teeth. So I feel like I kind of got the worst of that relationship. Also, I bought him a plane ticket. How's that? I, I, I bought him Carl's. I bought him oranges, remember? That wasn't even on purpose. He just ate them. We got rid of his bugs after he left. Like, he deserved it. Some of these other people we just had fun with. Forrest was a piece of shit. Maybe he was most bullied. Ryan Van Fleet went off to see his family. I lost four families. He still has a bunch. He's got grandmothers. He's got parents. He's got kids. He's got wives. This motherfucker has a connect. Look, what is that behind him? Why does he have a connect? Oh, that's a Mac. <laughs> no, his computer must have came. I don't know. But Vleeties, you've stolen too many slammies tonight. And the last thing we're going to allow to have happen is you to take another one. I bet you four, uh, Vleeties doesn't even remember Connor O'Neill. He didn't know Jerry. How is he going to be able to pick most forgotten? The following category is for most forgotten. And the nominees are Connor O'Neill, Danny Richardson, Joe Poppy, Nathan Bell, and Owen Lawler. Ladies, most forgotten's different than most bullied. It's some of the bullied left, some of them are still here. Forgotten means like, oh yeah. Connor O'Neill, like, I don't know if you listened to Fourth Hour back then, Bleedies, but Connor O'Neill was first caller, and he had a mumble mouth, marble mouth, and uh, back then I needed a co-host. I didn't like doing solo stuff. I didn't like doing solo stuff till last October. Remember, we brought back TWFS after AEW because Third Hour was the worst for me. I did one that was so bad, I'm like, I'm never doing it again. I'm never doing a solo show again, Bleedies. I remember that. <laughs> so I made you stop doing Bleedies, I made you come back to TWFS, and then... Luckily, we have them both now. But ever, now I wish Tyler would go away. I love being solo. Don't say that, ladies. Tyler hasn't talked to me in two days. He really will go away. So he'll be most forgotten next year. Right now, it's about right now. And <laughs> I know you know Nathan Bell, and I feel like he's leading for me. Because Nathan Bell won most forgotten in the last Slammies, I think, for the year. And he really was somebody I thought was good at hosting for a few episodes. Like, really good. I really overestimated his talent after his first War TNG. I had heard him do some old weird podcasts like that were lo-fi. And then I upgraded him to uh, cult records quality. And I put him on my website. And I gave him War. Think about that. War. You know what that is to me? Uh, my first podcast, it started in 2007. Uh, Ju July 11th was our first episode. And that was the most special creation of my life, and I gave it to this Aussie. So that's what he meant for a while. And now it's like Nathan Weller. I know him. Who's Nathan Bell? So, Vleeties, a lot of these other people were uh, more famous, like Danny. But that makes them less forgotten, huh? Well, and even going through, like, because as soon as you brought up Nathan Bell, now I, I have been listening to some archives of you, of, of Jim and them, and he does come up quite a bit. Now, it is funny because... If I hadn't heard his name on these podcasts that I've been listening to, I had, I, I mean, I have not heard his name in a very long time. Uh, however, for me, going through this list, what happened to Owen Lawler? And first of all, when I, it took me a second, I had to go Kingston, bro. Like, I, it, took, it took me a second to even remember Owen's name. Owen is his real name. And I was like, oh my gosh, I remember Kingston, bro. So I had that moment on myself. So, yeah, like what? Where did how did we lose Owen? Was it like we big kibosh or? Yeah, it was a big kibosh with Forrest and Owen, and like obviously Forrest, you know, joined. We hit and run, and you guys worked together, and then like Owen just kind of disappeared. Owen followed me on Twitter. I think today it took years. I've been following and unfollowing him repeatedly till he noticed me, 
And finally, I go to Asar's profile. He was following me. I took three accounts. He found one. So uh, Owen Lawler might be making a comeback. But he was also beloved, more than Nathan even. Even though uh, Nathan got uh, the war, you gave Owen the slam. That's your war. So I see how he was real special to you, and you trusted him with basically your Ralph of the time. And he, but you know what? What are we talking about? Danny Richardson. Look at this guy. This guy really thought he was going to Kristen, and Kristen thought she was going to too. She thought when she left, uh, I would run out of money or something. Like, like she thought she was paying for my hobby. That's what she thought was going on. That's why fourth hour's intro was this is not a hobby with her voice in it. Right. And then as it turns out, uh, she had to realize I just had to stop ordering pizza with her card every day, and I had plenty of money. Like, only she was broke. So uh, she just <laughs> laughed and got to keep pizza money. Good for her. Now, Danny laughed and thought I was going to have, like, a creative pitfall, I feel like. He brought Debo, oh, took the artillery. He's got his show. And he brought, who was it, that fat fuck we went to SummerSlam with who left his car on? Brandon Cutler. <laughs> he brought Brandon Cutler with him, whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, so, like, he went off thinking he was, and remember, we had a chat room. Red, blue, and yellow, the Easter colors, the KSB chat. Debo would show up in there. Yeah, you wouldn't believe the ideas Danny has. You guys aren't going to believe it. Radio Circus was the idea you were teasing. He wouldn't tell us what the ideas were. Oh, Brandon Cutler does a sideshow, a fat guy show. They have my black friend on Radio Circus. Then they have the white dudes show or something. Like, no one wants any of this. So you're forgotten because your student, he still does a show sometimes. That's how forgotten he is. Wow. They have to keep and, quitting. <laughs> Go ahead. Please. And I didn't know that. So as soon as, so I Googled, uh, or I duck, duck, my black friend and it didn't come up. So I added radio circus because I remember that was going to be the thing was radio circus. And dude, there is, I mean, is this a Craig Lalonde show that comes up? Like I think it might be Craig Lalonde went with Danny. People actually picked him. A couple people. How fucking sad is that? Remember the schizo, TWFS schizo? He, no, what is it? No one left to blame. I'll never be the same. I think he went with MBF. How sad of a decision was that for wow. people? I they think just, he, they, they did Trump, they did election results. They're, they're, a lot, they're around, Kevin. They're still going. <laughs> well, I can't hear it. I forgot about him, Vleeties. Danny Richardson has to be most forgotten. Wow, the fact you know what I, I because I still listen to a lot of old stuff. I was like, I I never forget Danny. The fact that I haven't even looked if he was still doing a show. Yeah, I forgot about him. I feel Think bad, Danny. Ladies, you're you know being what? modest. It's because of you that he's most forgotten. You went out. He went out. You stepped in the next episode. We got better. We forgot instantly. I was happier without him, and we had a good host now. He's most forgotten. Stop acting like he's good, ladies. You and JT love Danny so much. He's a fag. <laughs> well, I'm just shocked that this is happening, and I just never even saw it. Like, it's it's astonishing to me that... Because I thought... Didn't they do a big, like, farewell episode or something? And yes. that somehow made it into our... That made it into our sphere. But, I mean, I I did not know that they were still... I mean, they're still going. You want to hear it? No, we don't have time. No, we'll do, I don't want to do that. We can't I, no. do an MBF game. We'll do that next week. But who's your official vote? I know you want to be his friend still. I know you hold him on my level. When you got into TWFS, Danny was like another Kevin. But you got to tear that image down. You got to tear that statue down, Vleeties. Gosh, you know what's funny is, yeah, as far as, as, far as names go, as far as name value, Owen Lawler is somebody who I did – I was like, what happened to Owen Lawler? But I do remember him. Connor O'Neill is a good choice because it is like he didn't officially have a show with us, but he was around. 
And I do wonder what happened to him. I don't know where he went. I remember seeing a picture of him, and I was like, that is not the guy who calls in. But it was. Um, and then Joe Poppy, he kind of he kind of pops in and out. So I'll never forget Joe Poppy. I did a show with him. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Um, gosh, yeah, isn't it? We're playing you off, ladies. Let's go. It's not an acceptance it, speech. I need a pick. I'm giving you... I'm giving you Danny Richardson because I didn't. I feel so bad for forgetting that he even was alive. That's why you were talking in circles, huh? Because you didn't want yeah. to, and you're looking at every option. Like one of these puzzle pieces is going to fit better than Danny, but it didn't, did it? How is that? Sh it's still going. I thought they. And the winner is <laughs> Danny Richardson is the most forgotten, edging out Nathan Bell, Owen Lawler. And other people we still might actually like if we talked to. Who would have thought when we started TWFS that the gay one wouldn't be here nine years later? And there's posts on Reddit, ladies, that are like, I, I bring up, there's only one post, and I always quote this one. It said, Danny did all the work. Uh, Kevin would show up late, and he would show up, like, on drugs. And Danny got sick of, like, editing all the videos. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were, it's really said that. Danny had to edit all the videos. Can you believe that's someone who must really know and they're just trolling, right? They must know the truth, right? Yeah. That, I mean, that, that can't be real at all. That's somebody making it. How can you even guess that looking at us? Does Danny look like, does the fag look like he's doing all the work ever? No. Sorry, ladies. I have a, he has a queer eye for the straight guy and I was the straight guy. That's all he was. Ladies, we are down to one more slammy. Some say this is the funnest of them all. The following category is Sounder of the Year. And the nominees are I I can't have my fun. Stacy can't have her fun. I have fallen off my bicycle on numerous occasions on pavement. I have grit. I would like a kid's meal with chicken fingers and a small coffee. I they have, have to feed him Aklayama! You, you had a tryout. I can't have my fun. Stacy can't have her fun. You can't have fun anymore. I have fallen off my bicycle on numerous occasions on pavement. I somehow don't have Edge saying I have grit, but at least we got to hear that one earlier. I would like the kids meal with chicken fingers and a small coffee. And I'll never figure out why Orange Dye isn't ready to go at all times, Bleedies. Or the Velveteen Dream one. I don't know what schools all these people are going to. But at least we have that. And also, <laughs> and also you had a tryout. Is, um, when I replied to Sammy Guevara saying he raped Sasha Banks at WWE. <laughs> yeah, tryout? What? I didn't know you were there. I didn't know you were there. So that was me panicking. Ladies, look at the options. I mean, there's some missing even. We've had so many great sounders. We're a very musical discussion, and the sounders are like songs to us. They're notes. So I need your guidance on this one. To me, this was a slam dunk, easy decision for me. I, I still do the sounder in my regular life. Every time I'm walking by the, uh, the butcher section at, the, at Kroger, and every time I see any sort of fish, I look at the salmon, and it's clearly marked farm-raised dye added for color and i look at my wife and i go you know we should not buy this salmon because they had to feed it orange dye, orange dye. <laughs> that's my life now it's it's not even a sounder anymore it's just a daily thing that i say there really isn't a sounder i can't find it 
Somebody has to play it on Streamlabs for me. I don't know where the file went. They have to feed him orange dye. The best part is that we don't even know why it's funny even. I guess it's because I hated the Bischoff podcast, and this was the best example I could come up with in a while. And there was, uh, I had a few weeks in a row with audio, but this is the one that stood the test of time. As he went on this fucking preach about how, oh, orange dye, salmon, it's shit. They eat, sleep in their shit. You don't understand. And if you do anything about orange salmon or about farm-raised salmon, you wouldn't eat it either. And there's like other sounders from it we can quote, but orange dye is the ultimate. But Edge had grit, and we named the site after a sounder. But didn't, he, didn't I already give him promo of the year? Maybe I shouldn't have, and I should have just given him this line, that sounder. We gave him a whole promo of the year for having sounder of the year. You know, his promo was really good, and it gave us the sounder. And, yeah, we did it. I mean, obviously, we, we did enjoy people, you know, uh, subscribing or following, and you would hear the I have grit. We really did enjoy it, but I just don't. I think the promo itself stands out to me a lot more than just, I mean, him saying that, obviously, from that promo. Hot lesbian action. Where's that one? I have fallen off my bicycle on numerous occasions on pavement. Meltzer, every time someone played it, I would say, you just played my favorite sounder. And then I think I had a second favorite, too. It might have been a fart. Bleedies, I'm picking now. I'm picking. This is official. Vince Russo sent a cameo that we watched. Vince Russo tried to genuinely say Ayako's name, and he had as much success as the rest of us do. Ayako Akleyama became our uh, Twitch producer, and the sounder was played by Darcy thousands of times because he simped for her. I simped for her. They have to feed him orange dye. <laughs> Vince Russo simped for her. I'm so sorry if our delay is that long, people. I hope we're not buffering that much. Uh, Ricardo, thank you so much. You played Orange Die. That reminds me, Bleedies, of Orange Die. That one might win. But no, I'm going with Ayako. I need to hear it again because this thing is too funny. It's a perfect interrupter. It's, our, it's also our, what is it? I guess it's still a sounder if it plays through Streamlabs. It played the most through Twitch, and it deserves this nom uh, nomination and victory. Ayako, I, Ayako, Aklayama! And the winner is... I didn't even see this before voting. Ayako Akiyama. Oh no! She was edged out by I Have Grit. Meaning that we had a three-way tie again. Giving Ayako the win with the tiebreaker. The three-fifths compromise. Rewards our cult mother. She babysits 30 kids three times a week and if you think writing tv can compare with that you better talk to vince russo ladies no I, you know what the iaco sounder is great uh i do enjoy vince any vince russo sounder he's got a good ladies one on my stream so yeah it's like anytime he can mess up saying anybody's name uh, i'm all for it so yeah iaco well earned awesome name to have and an awesome name for i lied to you ladies there's one more category the following category is Song of the Year, and the nominees are MJF by JT, Trapped in My Mind by Ayako, Easy Florence by Hambino, Shayna Baszler by JT, Fiend Dreams by Ayako, GH2 by JT. We did already hear Ayako's two nominees tonight, which are beautiful songs, ladies. Trapped in My Mind is typically, it, no, it is the TWFS outro. We're going to go out to Rosanna Medley tonight so we can cry. 
But we already played Trapped in My Mind because of that. Also, Fiend Dreams. It inspired an entire album and its name. And ayakoakiyama.bandcamp.com has the Fiend Dreams album. We love that song, too. It's about letting in the fiend. But Vleeties, MJF was our primary theme song, right? MJF's theme song by itself was so contagious. And then they, because JT covered it, they cut out the beginning when he comes out now. The awesome, catchy beginning that made the whole song come together. Like Lebowski's rug. They just took their, they stole their own rug. Now it just starts with the drum beat. There's no Vince McMahon said the N-word to anyone. Vince McMahon said the N-word in front of Booker T. Remember that? Booker T called Hogan the N-word accidentally. There is no way this ain't winning. I'm saying it right now. Hogan I'm said fixing the, the election. On a porno that was if sweet. this is how they felt about Biden, then I'm glad they stole it. Orton said the N-word on his first week screen. Now the feed is in my house like four is stains. I can't get him out. I close my eyes and four. start to shout. You got both into the laughing song. sounds come out. I think I'm in the fun house now. Why is Kevin dressed up like a clown? It's time to turn the red lights down for the whole fucking show. Is coming on now. Who's at my door? I don't wanna look a fiend and a mask on his face, and I'm starting to see red. Who's at my door? I don't wanna let the fiend in. I'll see the stains on the floor and know that she was there. Who's at my door? I don't wanna let the fiend in. There's a mask on his face. It even brings up my dead mother in the song. And all of his songs are about me, Bleedies, even the album. That's why I made Rosanna Medley, because I know he wanted me to, even if he didn't say to. All these songs are about me and my families, and I love his album. Anyways, Bleedies, MJF was the primary song. You might be asking where Hangman was. It didn't make the cut, because Shayna Baszler was too damn good. And if it wasn't copyright and protected, we would have played it more on YouTube. TH2, royalty free. Ben Wallet and The Fiend. Then he went home and he murdered his family. What was the next one? That's so funny though, because every time every time I hear TH2, I don't remember that song because I don't know what their song sounds like. But as soon as <laughs> I hear the Ben Wallet and the Fiend, I know that song. I know the words to that song, and Hunter, it's great. Sorry, Hunter let in the Fiend, and then he turned the Fiend into Stephanie. I love how he gets angry at that part because Stephanie's so ugly he's pissed about it. All right, so yeah, definitely TH2 deserves to be there and Shayna Baszler. Ayako's our queen right now. She's our mother. She's our babysitter. And easy for ends by him. I got to at least hear it for a second. Just a second, Fleeties. Remember what this meant. This is a song I sent to Jessica, but the file name was forrosanna.mp3. Just to make her click it to make sure she hit play. T-W-F-S, yes, yes, yes. Kevin is the best. Kevin is the best. T-W-F-S. T-W-F-S, yes, yes, yes. Kevin is the best. Kevin is the best. T-W-F-S, yes, yes, yes. Kevin is the best. Kevin is the best. I was playing Counter Strike. That's where it came uh, from. Just blaze your reef. You know, we do this shit Easy five days ends. a week. We got hog, got ground, got hates the chief. We always start on time, can't break the straight. Best talkers a lot, kings of audio. We got Lee, JT, and Ricardio. I got flows on flows, and they awfully cold. And all damn night is how long the party goes. Great hand beat, no old school snapback. Good shit, yeah, got a full blast that. Yo, what up, Dash? I'm a super chat that. Yes, 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 Kevin is the best. 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 K
What? What is this? What the hell is that? What is that? What is that? Woo! We know this song, bleeding. We only play this song when the most important thing is about to happen. We had to interrupt the Slammy the Song of the Year to nominate. No, no, not nominate. In stop a man into the TWFS Hall of Fame. This man will stand alongside the likes of Danny Richardson, the most forgotten, of Ryan Van Fleet. The reason Danny is the most forgotten. I did this same dance when we inducted Danny. I was watching that video a few years ago, I remember. There's only one induction into this Hall of Fame tonight. Some say he's got the internet's best hair. Some say he's the warrior of speed. What? Hosted war. Song's over. He hosted war, ladies, after a fat fuck left. He had a mane like a lion. His name was Ricardio, but I knew him as Charles. Charles Reddy. This guy did a Ricardio fucking impersonation you'd never believe. And that's how he found the key to my heart. It was his Morrow voice. He was a fourth hour stud. An absolute superstar, and he was close to being most forgotten till I saw him. But no, Vlidis, we could never do that to Ricardio unless he really never came back. But he wouldn't even, it would be a new category. We wouldn't forget Ricardio. He's as unique as it gets. He worked in a kitchen store. I've never heard of such a thing. I think they went out of business because of COVID. People don't even get toilet paper or food anymore. They can't get kitchen store stuff. Vlidis, Ricardio is one of the best hosts I've ever seen or met or heard on the internet. It was a privilege to host War with him for over a year, I feel like. And I can't wait till we can hear his voice again and see his Chargers powder blue jersey on webcam. And Ricardio, I mean, obviously outstanding on, on all of your programs. He When he was on Vleeties and some of the earlier... That I did. Sorry, Vleeties. It- <laughs> No, I, I can't. I can't help but agree that yeah, he's he's one of the outstanding members of our locker room, and yeah, it, it's good that he's being recognized. He also made that song about how Forrest is a rape baby. Now that's not even close to his top twenty most famous arts, but I, it's still close to my heart after what Forrest did to us, Ricardo. What he did to you and I, Ricardo. You're epic. You're Roblox. You're Minecraft. You're all the things you put in your usernames lately. And we love you so much. But, Vlidis, remember, 
Song of the year. It's not that WrestleMania theme. It's not this. That's Ricardio's song. This right here, to, uh, Rick, ladies, <laughs> comes down to <laughs> other people. I know Ricardio's uh, rape baby song about Forrest should be there. Forrest had a pedal mom, and Ricardio made the only song about it, but it didn't make song of the year because it was years ago. So, ladies, where were you leaning on this? I sold you on MJF, but it, did Ayako already win your heart? Ayako already won my heart. Trapped in my mind is the... It's just such a groove. It's just got a vibe about it that... I do love the MJF song, no doubt, but whenever we end our, our discussion with Trapped in My Mind, I bob my head, and then I walk in to my apartment, and I'm still singing Trapped in My Mind. I take a piss, and I'm still singing Trapped in My Mind. I love that track. It just has a nice vibe about it. And the winner is... Bringing up the results now. I don't even have to look at them. I think we all know what the <laughs> primary theme song was, please. Hold on. Oh, God. All right. Woo. I saw the trapped in my mind boats first, and I got nervous. Fleeties, people agree with you. You were very right to pick that because that was in second place. Whereas first place goes to our primary theme song, Vince McMahon said the N-word in front of Booker T. Great job, JT. Great job, R.W. Wilson. And how haven't we clapped all night, Fleeties? Why is this right now? The first time we're clapping. <laughs> the very first clap of the night is the final award. Because it just, you know, it really brought it home. Four hours of this bullshit and we're clapping because it's over. What an amazing slammies, ladies, we got beginning to end. We got to have the JT intro that we'll never forget. That's that song of the year. Let's redo the count. All right, wait, Chana basically has more votes than that still. So it still goes to MJF. Ladies, these winners were fucking, some were shocking. Some were shoo-ins, and some pissed me off. And that's what Friday's for. I am back Friday after SmackDown, Vleeties. I'm going to have a lot to say about these results, along with the full results. Yeah, uh, Christmas Day, there's a SmackDown, and there's, there's going to be a SmackDown's third hour. So make sure that you're following uh, dlive.tv slash TWFS to, to make sure that you're here live. If you're listening on the podcast feed, there's no reason you should ever ask me, hey, uh, what happened to TWFS? Yeah, what happened to the Slammies is what they should have been asking. Now they can't ask that anymore because they're back. Ladies, it was the best Slammies we ever did. I don't know how we did a whole one of these before, complete with a full Max Murder drinking game, and I don't think that was four hours. <laughs> I don't remember how long those ones were. So, yeah, with that Max Murder drinking game and Forrest throwing up within an hour, yeah, I don't know how we were able to pull off such an award show. We need to race in and race out. I'd love to go over every one. But that would take another four hours. And that's what Friday's for. Let's just leave this night remembering JT won his Slammy. His quest has come true. Ricardio is a Hall of Famer with Bleedies, Danny Richardson, and Hambino. Hambino, I just forgot how to say your name. I didn't forget about you yourself. Your name's hard to pronounce. Ham Hambino, he's in there. So, Bleedies, this is an elite company. And Danny Richardson, he was the first Hall of Famer, huh? He was, yeah. I think as he was departing, that was when it was like, you know what? We're starting a Hall of Fame, and you're in it. So it didn't become a slammy tradition until I think maybe the second the second time around. Vleeties is live tomorrow at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern on twitch.tv slash realvleeties. I'm going to go to Tyler's Twitch as we leave. We'll see if he's on. If he is, we're going to raid the shit out of him on slammy night. Christmas is in two days, Vleeties. Merry Christmas. 
You're such a wonderful co-host. I see in the chat, SK Rouse said three minutes, three hours, 59 minutes, 20 seconds. Wow, ladies. Every time I've looked over, I've been green on connection. I know it was red a couple times, but I hope that was rare. Keep me updated on this. I know I said fuck them, or Bleedies did. I want to <laughs> know how the performance is, though, so we can fix it next time. It's just that when we're in the middle of a four-hour slam, he's like, I'll fuck them when I can't deal with something right now. Nathan Weller donated one diamond. Thank you so much, Nathan. What is oh. Vince McMahon said the N-word in front of Booker T. Booker T called Hogan the N-word accidentally. Hogan said the N-word on a porno that was leaked. This is song of the year. Jayton said the Congrats, N-word on screen. Now the fiend is in my house. He got his slamming. Stains, I can't get him out. I close my eyes and start to shout. Now only laughing sounds come out. I think I'm in the fun house now. Why is Kevin dressed up like a clown? Time to turn the red lights down Cause the whole fucking show is coming on now Who's at my door? I don't wanna look a fiend And a mask on his face And I'm starting to see red Who's at my door? I don't wanna look a fiend And I'll see the stains on the floor And know that she was there Who's at my door? I don't wanna look a fiend And there's a mask on his face And I'm starting to see red Who's at my door? I don't wanna look a fiend You'll know that she was dead now that was the amazing G-Cake. I must thank the Streamlabs people. Tonight we had the great G-Cake just play the Slammy winning uh, JTMJF song. That was $7. Thank you so much, J-Cake47. He said, Slammy up your butt. Get your wieners out. And we're all saying JT lines now. Uh, Ricardo enjoys Fortnite. Donated $1.50 as well earlier. And he sent... Even more that 650 when he played that song. Thank you, Ricardio. And also, he when he played that song, he reminded or reminded us that Ayako sent a private jet, a ninja. Ayako promised a special Christmas, and she made that happen. As soon as I find out even what a ninja is, I'm going to be even more excited. Yeah, once we yeah, what the fuck is that? Good question. How many? I know that the D Live logo is that a ninja? Maybe that. Why is that a hundred dollars? She said to me it was a hundred dollars. No way! Are you kidding me? Ayako, we didn't even. T- we gotta put the lights on. They're already on. Hundred. We didn't even acknowledge that. That's bigger than we knew. I just saw a ninja. And I'm like, that must be like two or three ninja guineas. You know, like a jet's <laughs> nice, but a guinea. <laughs> I don't know this language. Like, oh, that must be two or three ninja geek. Like, I don't know why they they name things. I don't know why there's an, a lemon and an ice cream. I'm so new to all of this. I remember being more excited that she said I love you than the I didn't know what it was that she sent with it. I'm way more excited about the ninja now than the I love you. Ayako, that's amazing. I, I'm not ordering food tonight, ladies. I haven't ordered out in weeks. I don't think I've ordered out this whole month. Then again, it is Christmas Eve, huh? It's about to be. It's Christmas Eve. Well, I guess technically now it is. It, where I am, it's Christmas Eve now. It's 1 a.m. Where you're at, it's 11. So you still have a, a, a one more hour until Christmas Eve. Oh, fuck. All right, I'll order out later. All right, we're going to do one more disbursement, Bleedies. I swear. Then I'm going to let you go to bed. Do you have to be on a flight tomorrow, Bleedies? No flights tomorrow. Uh, I don't even think I have work tomorrow. So I'm going to be fine, I assume. I'm probably going to get up at... Probably in a few hours, but, you know, we should be okay. That's what we got coffee for. I added 500. 
of the Ninjet to the distribution. It's, that way when we come back, the, whoa, look at that. That looks funny. That way when we come back, ladies, these distributions might, probably won't be spent yet because we're running away. I'm throwing 500 lemon at you and leaving. That means come back and give it back. On Friday, Vleeties is on Twitch tomorrow. We're about to hear a song off JT's album. He just won a Slammy. Did he win two? Did he, he win song? Two. He won Song of the Year and Song of the Decade. I want to give Ham a hug. Ham, we love you. Don't, please don't take it as an insult. I don't think he would. I think he loves those songs too. But Ham Bino, you're such a great human being. And you're such a great musician. And we need new music from you anyway, even if you're mad at us. But Vleeties, jt.bandcamp.com, letter J, then T-A-Y. Hambino, get a band camp and make a mixtape for us. Uh, Al, his album's up. It's 11 tracks with a secret song. Huh? Secret mm. song. Uh, this song isn't secret. It's not even very subtle. It's called Rosanna Medley. Ladies, it was three potential outtakes that came together to make one single. We're going to leave you with this tonight. We already heard Trapped in My Mind. I'll be checking Tyler Spida's Twitch to see if we can raid him. And Vlitis, do you have any final thoughts about this incredible PayPalathon we had tonight? A perfect, yeah, a perfect Slammy Award ceremony. An amazing night. Thank you for everyone who's in the chat who hung around. I know Nathan Weller likes the longer episodes. You got a four-hour one. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to do this. Merry Christmas, Kevin. Merry Christmas to everybody. And I will see you guys tomorrow night. I already cleared it with the missus. She goes to bed anyway. I'm going to do my show at nine. That's what I do. So join me tomorrow, twitch.tv slash realbleedies. Thank you again, Aiko Akiyama. That's insanity. That's a 100K bit badge right there, isn't it? Like, isn't that pretty much it? Or is that a thousand? Fuck. Damn, Nathan, don't try to take Aiko's thunder right now. She's chatter of the night. We don't have chatter of the year. You won chatter of the night before. Until the day we die. We are. We are. We are. We're the whole fucking show. The picture kept will remind me. Don't call me daughter. Not fit to. The picture kept will remind me. Don't call me daughter. Not fit to. The picture kept will remind me. Don't call me
kidnapping her. Really want to see you. Really want to see you. I really want to see you, Lord, but it won't take long, my Lord. anymore thank you please they aren't built to grind they're built you're the man weak, kevin merry christmas soft. you're the best they're there ever was second place trophies i'll tell you a story booker you better I, I fought in me. a tournament and i took fourth place if he didn't i'm pissed on the way home from that tournament i had a trophy i can't in my hand remember and my any hey, winners that trophy <laughs> except jay and he threw it out the window while we were on the highway home 
I don't accept fourth place, third place, second place. I was built to be Tyler tough. Spider is I was live built on to Twitch. Laugh, and I was built to get things done by any means necessary. Thank you again, Bleedies, for staying so late on your time zone on Christmas week. Thank you, D-Live. Thank you, G-Kick, Nathan, Ricardio. I love you. Hall of Famer. King Corn, SK Rao. King Corn's still here? He ditches us early, usually. I see the amazing Nathan Weller. Enjoy your time with Tyler. I'll be in this Twitch chat. I'll be sending cheers. And Ayako, thank you again. I didn't know what an in-jet was. I'm sorry. You know, I'm going to thank you again in a second anyway. But you deserve 10 more. I, I, Tyler, your song stopped. Tyler, you can't just let those silences sit there. Thank you, King Corn. I like how we all, yeah, you guys do the rain. We did this last time, huh? I think there was two or three. Since I can't raid, we all raid one at a time. I'm waiting to see if there's another one. Then I'll go, okay? King Corn, dude, thank you for the raid, man! I hope the connection wasn't terrible tonight. It looked good for 90%. I feel like right now. I'm drunk. I've been drinking. Uh-oh. I still have more drinks. Oh, no. I don't want to die, Ricardo. You die. <laughs> oh, no. Thank it's, you, man, for the cap of 100. What's up, Jake? I think, uh, I think Drunk Tyler is going to face Warrior of Speed in WWE 2K. <laughs> Uh, we already ended. I should go. Thanks again, you guys. Enjoy thank, your thank you for the enjoy your Thursday morning, <laughs> and I will see you guys Friday.